2: afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm with you. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad, thanks for being with us as we wrap up the week from Hoover, Alabama at the SEC Baseball Tournament. We're glad to be with you. Hey, can you kill the volume on that for me, Gary? I hear it coming back on the uh, on the computer. So we are coming to you from a slightly different location today. We are still in the RV lot. We've been set up outside um on the rv i didn't mean disconnect the video stream altogether gary but uh, that's all right <laughs> that's all right it's a work in progress forky you may have to help him with volume on the computer <laughs> <laughs> all right our all man scary that, gary making man, it all happen man, technologically yeah, yeah. Uh, i want to get a screen grab of you doing that when you point it it's like the dicaprio gif of <laughs> doing that number right yeah. there yeah nice so uh Willis, i look so good. relaxed look at that well, it's because oh, you're in a recliner with just, your feet propped up. Let me up. just get like this. Welcome to the show. We are uh, are glad to be with you and love to hear from you this afternoon on the Ceasefire text line. The number is 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Get ready for faster phones. Ceasefire is rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more at ceasefire.com. So we're coming to you from inside the Super Talk Mississippi motorhome, and we're keeping an eye on Ole Miss and Vanderbilt, and Kevin Graham just left the yard in a big way. He hit it to the very top of the second wall in right field to give Ole Miss a 4 nothing lead over the Vanderbilt Commodores. Here was the stage. Jack Leiter, who pitched against Ole Miss two weeks ago and was as dominant as if Randy Johnson had been pitching. He was as dominant if Roger Clemens in his prime had been pitching against Ole Miss on that night. And Ole Miss was throwing Tyler Myers today, who has been a midweek arm at times, who has been a bullpen arm at times who perhaps you know is coming back from Tommy John's surgery uh, What uh, a year ago and has gotten better. He has pitched the game of his life through seven innings. He has six strikeouts, has given up four hits to a really good Vanderbilt offense, and is leading 4 nothing now in this game thanks to Kevin Graham just hitting his 14th home run of the season. What is it about Hoover, Alabama and the SEC tournament and Ole Miss baseball? Any thoughts? You sandbagged the I, two of you. I am halfway joking when I say they should consider hosting the regional here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you two sandbagged. Oh, whoa, is Ole Miss? They don't have any pitch. You guys got pitchers
2: for days, evidently. That's what's so remarkable about this, though. Is I mean, it, when you talked about this team and its chances in the postseason, that was the thing. After Doug Nickasey and Broadway, they've got nothing, at least in terms of. Somebody that you know you can rely on when they are on the mound. They've got nothing. They don't have – I mean, Diamonds, the the stuff is good with him, but he hasn't shown it, and then you really haven't figured out what you're doing on Sundays all season long. And then after that, midweeks were a disaster. The bullpen was a disaster. Even after series wins, like you beat Vanderbilt earlier this season, and you gave up a million runs in your win on Sunday.
3: Vanderbilt just did it again. They plunked Elko the pitch after the home run.
2: Here's the problem, though. And this has happened a couple of times, and it has worried you. It's not Tim Elko getting hit in the the left elbow or He's trying to get out the of left the way, arm; though. it's the fact that he makes an abrupt movement and comes down awkwardly yeah. on a knee that is obviously an issue. It happened. It was either earlier this week or may have been last weekend against Georgia, where he was trying to kind of get out of a way of a pitch that was coming in. Mm. John Rice Plumley, by the way, going to come in and pinch run for uh, for Tim Elko. And he walked really gingerly down to first base. So again, I mean, you've seen Tim Elko in this tournament hit a couple of home runs, go first to third on a ball that was hit into the outfield, which didn't feel like it was ever going to be possible, and in this very game today, tag at third and come home to score. Yeah, straight line running is showing that it's not an issue for Tim Elko. It's that sudden movement, change of direction. He kind of hopped and came down on both legs. And you certainly hope he's okay because he has been a big part of Ole Miss's offense over the last couple of weeks. Since against Georgia, they inserted him into the lineup as a DH. Just tried to decide that they were going to play station-to-station baseball with him on the base paths and get him more than just one at bat as a pinch hitter. Um, so as it stands right now, top of the eighth inning, Ole Miss leading 4 to nothing over Vanderbilt.
3: And somebody's bubble just burst in the past few minutes as well. Fairfield uh, lost the championship game to Ryder. Fairfield will probably still get in, so somebody's bid, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, pop. Let's be honest. Are we
2: 100% sure that, 100% sure that Fairfield is still in? I uh, mean, when they lost once, well, look oh, at, they're still in. Looking at the at the two guys that I f- would trust the most here, Kendall Rogers and Teddy Cahill, both say, still in. Okay.
3: Well, I certainly... And we'll would. talk to Kit Teddy later today.
2: Yeah, certainly can be on board with that. Let's be honest, though. If you... We're asking who the better team is, who is more likely to have a chance at winning their regional. Is it LSU or is it Fairfield? Of course it's LSU. Of course it is. I guess you have to reward performance in the regular season and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, aren't you supposed to be setting a field of the teams that are the best, the best 64 with conference champions? So once you get rid of conference champions, you fill in the rest of the tournament with the best teams available? Yeah. But there's got to be some reward for what you've done. I mean, you play an entire season. It can't be for naught. Jackson State's not going to be in the tournament. Yeah, but what they Jackson's... undefeated in their conference. I understand, but they played non-conference games as well and did not do particularly well in that no, part of their that, schedule. That was something that I saw. I think it was Teddy Cale who made that point. He said, if you put in Fairfield but not Jackson State, what you're saying is Jackson State shouldn't have played any non-conference yeah, games. That's that's exactly what, what you're saying. Should have just said, we'll play the slack and that's it. And they would have been undefeated and that's that. And... Yeah. It's all splitting hairs because neither Jackson State, with all due respect, nor Fairfield are winning a regional anyway. So we got a lot to get to this afternoon. Now, obviously, we'll keep you up to date with what's going on with uh, Ole Miss and Vanderbilt as they're now headed to the bottom of the eighth inning. Vanderbilt's got six outs to work with. Certainly, that is an explosive offense. Tyler Myers has been outstanding. Is Ole Miss going to stick with him into the eighth inning, or are they going to try and make a pitching change? Just, uh, just for the record, Tyler Myers...
3: I, w- I would go with him as long as I could. If you can get a complete game, reminds me of uh, MSU in the 2017 Hattiesburg Regional, where they were sort of similar situation. Thought they were out of pitching, and Jacob Billingsley delivered a complete game win for the Bulldogs. Yeah. If you can get Myers to the end of this game, that's a good thing for Ole Miss. Seven innings, four hits, six strikeouts, no walks, eighty-six
2: total pitches today for Tyler Myers. So we will uh, we'll see where this uh, this all shakes out. And if Ole Miss wins this game, they will play Arkansas tomorrow in a semifinal game, in the second game of the day. You know that's an Arkansas team that is really, really good. Will Dave Van Horn go to Kevin Copps again? Probably. You called that, by the way. Yeah, you knew it the second we talked <laughs> Cause about Because I said it. about the, se- the ninth, and you said, no, the seventh. And yeah. that was when he came in. A remarkable. Uh, so, first of all, Kevin Copps was outstanding last night. Yeah. No he threw secret. 30 pitches in relief. In the final, what three and two or two and two thirds? like that. Yeah. I think there was one out in the seventh when they brought him in. So he was two and two thirds, thirty pitches. You know how many fastballs he threw? Ten. None. Uh, he threw thirty cutters. He changed velocity a little bit on the cutter, mm-hmm. but every pitch he threw was exactly the same. And Vanderbilt just—I mean, it's a good Vanderbilt offense. and It was just woof, 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 woof. He was outstanding in uh, in that game. This is not, though, the only baseball story. This is not the only baseball tournament worth watching. Did you stay up late for the Conference USA tournament game last night? Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss meeting for the ninth time this season. Four-game series in Hattiesburg, four-game series in Ruston in the regular season. And This was the first postseason meeting. and There will likely be another postseason meeting, probably tomorrow. Last night, though, Southern Miss gets a 4-1 to one win over Louisiana Tech in what amounts to a road game, playing it there in Ruston. And it was a huge game. And with the updated regional projections that came out this morning, that win created a little flip-flop. Yeah. Louisiana Tech, two-seed on the road. Southern Miss hosting in Hattiesburg. We were right on it yesterday. The Hattiesburg Regional. It was a win-in-your-in situation. We kind of did the math, right? Charlotte, not there. Pittsburgh, not there. It was like one of these two teams is going to host. Got to beat them again, though.
3: And on D1, Louisiana Tech heads to Oxford. Am I correct? That is correct. Uh, that's uh, where they are projected to go.
4: <laughs> Southern,
5: Southern
3: and Louisiana Tech, whoever it loses out is the two seed that nobody wants.
2: I'm going to be honest with you. I'd rather see Louisiana Tech. Much rather see Louisiana yeah, Tech than
3: Southern Miss in the regional.
2: Yeah. Much rather see it. It's just two different situations. Louisiana Tech can mash and Southern Southern Miss can pitch. Yeah. And Southern Miss had enough offense last night. Yeah. They went at 4-1. to one. Pretty good game for uh, Will McGillis. Some others involved. I, uh, I renewed my ESPN Plus subscription last night sitting in the hotel room so I could watch some of that game. Uh, great atmosphere in uh, in Ruston for uh, for that ball game. We're just getting started with you. we got tons to talk about this afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll get you up to date on all that's going on in Hoover. And look ahead to tomorrow, and we'll get you to the end of the Ole Miss Vanderbilt game. We will talk with uh, Luke Johnson about Southern Miss and the possibility of hosting in Hattiesburg as they continue to roll. Five straight years in which they've played for the tournament title and they've won four of the last five Conference USA tournaments. Teddy Cahill from Baseball America will join us a little bit later this afternoon as well. This is Sports Talk Mississippi just getting started with you on this Friday.
7: Small business under siege.
4: As the U.S. economy comes back to life, finding workers to come back with it is a big challenge, especially in the restaurant industry. Jason Fernandez owns an Italian bistro near Tampa, Florida. He has nine positions that he needs to be filled. It is one of the biggest
8: challenges that we face right now in operations. Um, We run ads. We we do referral fees. Very difficult to compete with the free money.
4: Bartender Bob Burton moved to Tampa from Nashville six months ago looking for work. It didn't take him long.
8: I got a
9: job the second day I was here. Second, second day. day? Yeah. Came in, dropped off my resume with Vance. He gave me a call back. I came in. He hired me on the spot.
4: Both Jason and Bob say generous government benefits means workers earn more money staying at home. But for those who do punch the clock, the tips are good and the hours are long because they're not getting a lot of help. In Tampa, Florida, Ashley Webster, Fox News.
1: The GT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Weekdays at 10 on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news. All the time. On air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. The Dean's List with Janice Dean.
10: A man whose life was turned around because of the kindness of strangers makes today's Dean's List. Kenneth Smith was homeless and sitting outside an Outback Steakhouse in Fort Worth, Texas. A customer who was leaving the restaurant asked him if he was okay. He was honest and said no. The woman gave him a $100 gift card so he could buy dinner. While he was eating, he met the restaurant's managing partner, Laura. Laura says she wanted to make sure he didn't go hungry and told him to come anytime for a warm meal. Several months later, he asked for a job and began bussing tables. Neighbors and friends began hearing about Kenneth and raised over $2,000 to help him get back on his feet again. A chain reaction of kindness and Kenneth says he feels blessed by the outpouring of community. He says this is a whole new beginning that God has blessed him with. Amen, Kenneth. And thanks to all those who lent a hand for a stranger who needed it. Janice Dean, Fox News.
1: From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Or Sports Talk Mississippi now. Now.
2: Out of the game, pinning leadoff double for Vanderbilt, and a walk, and Tyler Myers' day is done. His teammates meet him on the top step of the dugout, gets a big ovation from the Ole Miss crowd inside the Hoover Met, and just pitched remarkably well. So the final line today for Tyler Myers, seven innings, five hits, one walk, six strikeouts, 94 pitches, 61 of them were strikes. He can be the winner, he cannot be the loser. The two runners on base belong to Tyler Myers. And uh, Brandon Johnson is coming into the game for Ole Miss. Rebel six outs away from uh, beating Vanderbilt and advancing to the, uh, the tournament semifinals against Arkansas. Vanderbilt not dead yet, though. It is an offense that is plenty, plenty capable. So we'll see how that shakes out. One of the things that we talked about yesterday with regard to Mississippi State was you know what happened and does it matter in the SEC tournament. And I think overall our thought is no, it really probably doesn't matter You you hope that Mississippi State's able to hang on to that number eight national seed and have the opportunity to host a super regional. Bulldogs have bounced back before from playing poorly this season. If you had your druthers, you would rather be playing well going into the postseason than not playing well, and they didn't play particularly well. Chris Limonis in his postgame press conference yesterday said he didn't think his team was very tough the last couple of days. And I don't think there are many Mississippi State fans that would disagree with that. A little bit of a flip side for Ole Miss, when you look at what they've done in Hoover. I think this was really important for Ole Miss. You got what you expected to get out of Doug Nikhazy. He was really, really good. But after that, what else have you gotten? A good starting performance from Derek Diamond, a good starting performance from Drew McDaniel, a great starting performance from Tyler Myers that probably answers the question, if you had to go to a fourth game in a regional, who's pitching? Tyler Myers is probably going to be your starter in a game four in a regional if you get to that potential scenario. And it's not even just starts. Doherty was good, although he gave up the walk-off. He was stretched a little bit. Yeah. But he was good. Well, and and I think in a a regional or a super regional scenario, he would not have come out for the ninth inning. They would have gone to Taylor Broadway, but Broadway had pitched the night before, and Mike Bianco told us after the fact, a little sore, a little tender. Clearly he was okay because he came back and pitched and pitched quite well yesterday. Different scenario in a regional or super regional. Taylor Broadway's coming in to try and finish that game out. For sure. It's a confidence thing, right? That's the most important thing. Regardless of how this game ends today, Ole Miss could lose right now. But knowing now, going into next weekend, that when Nikhazy's not on the mound, you don't have to gorilla ball your way to a win. That's not your mentality going into the game next weekend. You're not going to have to score eight, nine, ten runs to beat somebody because suddenly you might have a little bit of confidence in Diamond and McDaniel. And then yeah. if you happen to go to a game four, that was the feeling oh. with Ole Misses. That was a rocket, like a humpback line drive that was hit right at the ankles. Of Jacob Gonzalez. Saw
3: he, off the batter and the, <laughs> the guy trying to field it. If
2: he fields that cleanly, it is an easy flip double play, but it kicked off his glove, kind of handcuffed him. He tried to kind of pull up with his left arm and haul it in. Ooh, that was a wicked hop.
3: Yeah. Woo. But nobody scores. So nobody scores.
2: Yeah, Vandy's got bases loaded, nobody out in the bottom of the eighth inning, trailing 4 nothing to Ole Miss. So one swing of the bat changes everything. That's a rule a base hit, and I think yeah, that that's, fair. Fair. that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I got no issue with that one. A uh, tough play. Being called a base hit. Here's what I would ask, though Is there a negative that you found with Ole Miss this week? Hitting. McCants wasn't good. He did have a base hit earlier today. Drove uh, in a run in the seventh, yeah. Chatney still struggling. Uh, the, the bottom of the lineup hasn't been very productive. Cale Baker, who didn't start today, but he's now in the game, uh, really has. Uh, It's felt like, it hasn't actually been this way, but it's felt like he's almost been an automatic out. And then now Tim Elko just limped off the field, which he's probably limping every step he takes, but uh, hitting just really not been as good as you would would have expected from this team going into it. Just a couple of guys. I mean, Gonzalez has been good. Graham has been good. But Chattanoe, the bottom of your lineup, you're not getting any production from your first baseman. That's at least something that, you're wondering why. Who did Almost play in the first game? Auburn? Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. Um, hit early against Auburn. The guy that Auburn brought out of the pen was pretty good. Mm. He's really good. Um, and then, who was next? It was Vanderbilt next. Faced Christian Little, yeah. the 17-year-old. He <laughs> was stupid. 96. And Tim Elko was the only one that produced? Yeah. Yeah. Drove in, all what, all four, all four of Ole misses runs. runs? A three-run Jack and a solo home run in that game. Hit it a little bit against Georgia in the elimination game. Not a lot, but a little. Wrote um, a really good pitching performance to that win. And then today, it's hard to hold anything against them today, but they do have four runs when Leiter was as good as he <laughs> is. Uh, I mean, it, it's hard to expect any offense to hit that, that guy. there. But, four runs on four hits against uh, Jack Leiter today. Come on. It's off the plate. How about Hey Dad, going after an umpire when an umpire got a call right? Shocking.
3: And Man, taking up for Ole Miss. What's going on it in this has world? felt
2: like this week the zone's been pretty tight. I feel I've like the umpiring week- has been good this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah,
3: because that that is,
2: it's off the plate, but I've seen SEC weekends where that's strike three. Well, and I'll be honest with you, watching Conference USA tournament last night and, and some calls that were made early in that game between... Uh, Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss, I thought, come on, man, that ball's a ball and a half off the outside (laughs) black. That's not a strike. And he rung a guy up. And so, you know, for all the complaining that goes into umpiring and officiating in general, it's possible that it's just a hard job and they're all not great, but the SEC's got the best of the not great. That's why I want to help them make it easier for them. I'm still not sure robots are the way to go. Maybe. We, and, we, and we may see it before it's all said and done with an automated strike zone. Uh, this is Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. Game one of the day was between the Tennessee Vols and the Alabama Crimson Tide. And my goodness, did Tennessee swing the bats. 11 to nothing. Uh, they win it in seven innings. We have flat seen some run rule games in this tournament over the course of the weekend. Another game of kind of local interest or importance, TCU beat Texas Tech 7-2. to That was an early game. They got all wacky yesterday with their schedule because of some pretty significant weather that blew through Texas and Oklahoma. And uh, it's a big win for TCU because they're trying to make a bid to be a third national seed out of the Big 12, and if TCU were to jump to that spot, it would likely take the spot of Mississippi State. And then the other game that you were watching was Stanford and Oregon State out on the West Coast. Stanford won, what, 1-0
3: last night. But to continue your thought on TCU, you have Texas Tech, who you can see right there is losing currently to Kansas
2: State 7-2 and about to be eliminated from the Big 12 tournament. Mississippi State may replace Texas Tech. It could be TCU getting in. That's going to be 6-4-3. There two outs and a run comes home to score. It's now four to one and Tyler Myers is the happiest guy in the ballpark. But as um as a yeah, double play for the rebels there. Uh but anyway, TCU might fall out of the the, the national seed spot at this point. So And now you've got Stanford to keep an eye on. A lot a lot of flux in the Big Twelve right now. Yeah. Right now, it's Mississippi State in uh, really both projections. Projected is Still the eight seed, yeah. and Stanford is the nine seed. Right? It's interesting, that, and that regional has changed up so much because every regional for the past month and a half has had Southern Mississippi going to Starkville. Now,
3: Southern Mississippi has their own regional. So you, you're seeing teams. I think I saw Virginia Tech. I'm sorry, Virginia. I've seen Florida State, you, uh, Long Beach State. I've seen all sorts of. They're switching everything up. The one constant. Death
2: taxes. Mississippi State and Florida State in the postseason. Can't can't get Charmin Soft to come to Starkville. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, D one has Mississippi State the eight, Stanford nine, TCU ten, Texas Tech seven. Baseball America. Those are Texas, gonna, Texas Tech six, Tennessee seven. Tennessee's going up. TCU Texas, Texas nine, Texas coming down. Stanford ten. So there's a lot of wiggle room and a lot. It's a fluid situation in what we like to say yeah. here on the show. So, yeah, that, that's it's going to be interesting to see. I think State's okay. I think they're going to stay in that eight spot, and, uh, and they'll sort of take it from there. It means game one in Omaha, if you got there, would be against Arkansas. I, I'm going to say just worry about getting there first. Oh, yeah, I'm just you saying. You know what? I'm not going to worry so much I'll, about the bracket. I like to look like. ahead sometimes. Yeah, well, that's a lot of looking ahead. Well, you know. A lot of looking ahead. We'll see what happens. Well, you think the crowd for that game would be good? It'd be be all right. Oh, Oh, got him.
3: Hit by pitch. Vanderbilt has first and third now with two out. I think they're somehow one second behind us outside because I said something and then one second later you hear, oh, outside.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's not as bad as when you're streaming because I stream games. I don't have regular cable. It's rough. I I, I was telling Haydad this the other day. You cannot have Twitter up when Mississippi State is playing.
11: I stay on top, stay on top of the game. Because he's live at the game,
2: obviously. And if there's any delay between yeah, there is. game action and you're streaming, you're like three minutes behind.
3: There, there, there's there's a l- yeah, at least 60 seconds. So,
2: so I can't be putting thoughts on Twitter when Heydad is at the game because he will tell me what happens before I get to see it. Huh. Well, and last week we were watching the PGA Ball Championship. One. I was in the studio, and I was watching, and I'd be like, Ooh, great putt! Boy, he would be like, You're ahead of me. (laughs) Oh, wow, really good putt. (laughs) Luke Johnson will join us coming up next on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. We'll talk about the Golden Eagles. They're going to be playing baseball in Hattiesburg next weekend. It's looking like a possibility. Going to have to finish the deal, though, in Ruston first. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We will be right back.
1: Mississippi better than anyone? No one gets better interviews than him. Dello. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm.
12: Fox on Tech. Apple's mobile operating system, iOS 14.5, is finally here, and with it, the long-awaited privacy update app tracking transparency. Apple sees privacy as a human right, so the software will give users more control over what other apps can track. You're likely familiar with tracking if you've ever searched for, say, a new pair of shoes online. You may have noticed that suddenly ads you see all over the web include the very shoes you were searching for or something similar. Apple's app tracking transparency requires you give permission to an app to collect your data for targeted ads and if you want to share location data with advertisers that is often used for retailers to target you knowing you're in or near their stores privacy advocates have praised the change but companies that rely on ad revenue like facebook say it will hurt their business going forward users will see an alert saying what the app you're using will track and with a simple tap you can opt in or out the 14.5 update is available now with fox on tech brett larson fox news
5: saving you money i'm Hillary barsky did you ever check your credit card statement and detect some bogus charges if you see expenses you either don't recognize or you know are fraudulent you have the right to dispute those purchases but there are some things you need to know regarding the process like that you generally have 60 days to dispute a charge and you can't dispute it while it's pending you have to wait until it fully goes through the good news is that you're not required to pay the charge while your credit card company is investigating it disputing an arom- Charge with your credit card company is not your only option. You can also contact the merchant behind the charge and see if you can resolve things directly. Purchases are sometimes double billed by mistake, but if you call the merchant, there's a chance the second charge can be taken off right away. And also, if you see a fraudulent charge, you can reach out to the merchant and ask for it to be reversed. To avoid credit card fraud, you may also want to have the merchant flag your account. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
13: United States Senate has killed the measure to create a commission to investigate the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Mississippi senators Roger Wicker and Cindy Hyde Smith were among the 35 Senate Republicans that blocked the measure from advancing to a full debate on the floor this morning. In separate statements, the senators expressed their support for already ongoing investigations. With Hyde Smith calling the attempt to create the commission a Politically skewed exercise. The bill, authored by Congressman Benny Thompson, would have created a 10 member bipartisan commission modeled after the 9 11 commission. And Major Johnny Polis with the Mississippi Highway Patrol reminds you to be safe on the roads this weekend.
3: Make sure you're looking in your mirrors, you're using your turn signal. Simple little decisions can make a huge difference in this weekend regarding
6: fatalities and regarding
13: crash numbers. Stephen Gagliano, Super Talk, Mississippi News.
11: Now existing customers and new customers get our best phone deals. Existing C Spire customers. New C Spire customers. You might be saying, existing and new customers? That's everybody. And we agree. That's why we call them the Everybody Deals. So whether you're a new or existing C Spire customer, get an everybody plan. And make our best deals on new phones all yours. No bull. C Spire. New and existing customers get our best 5G phone free. Go to cspire.com for details details.
1: Or Sports Talk Mississippi.
14: You ready, guys?
1: On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us. Live from Hoover, Alabama, the SEC baseball tournament, Ole Miss leading 4-1 to one over Vanderbilt in the top of the ninth inning, Too quick, and I mean quick outs for the Rebels, and uh, Vanderbilt trying to have one, uh, one, two, three inning, and give themselves a chance in the bottom of the ninth inning. Time for us to go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Luke Johnson joins us. You know him as co-host of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Hattiesburg and Super Talk Laurel. All right, big dose of honesty right out of the gate, Luke. Did you make it all the way to the end of the game against Western Kentucky, and did you make it all the way through last night's game against Louisiana Tech?
3: So all the scoring in the Western Kentucky game uh, saw the perfect game get broken up. And somehow I awoke to Sergeant jogging around the bases for the walk-off Grand Slam on Wednesday night. Last night from good, good pre-game, pregame through last pitch last night, I was awake. And you'll be happy to know, Bob Getty and I were texting at one twenty celebrating, so he made it too.
2: Well, that is uh, that is well done by, uh, by both of you on that count. I-, I told Borky earlier I renewed my ESPN Plus subscription so I could watch. I did not make it all the way through. looked like a great atmosphere last night, and, I mean, these are two teams that know, like, everything about each other. Last night was the ninth time that they've played each other, and it's pretty likely, I think, that there's going to be a tenth, isn't there?
3: Yeah, uh, Western Kentucky and Louisiana Tech play each other tonight at 6.30 in an elimination game. Southern Miss gets the winner of that tomorrow, at 12.30, of course, uh, Tech or Western Kentucky would have to beat the Eagles twice tomorrow to advance. But uh, you, you never know. I mean, Tech used a lot of pitchers in the first game. Um, they used three guys last night. And uh, Southern Miss, it was kind of interesting. Lane Burroughs um, pitched Fincher. He held out Fincher, their best pitcher, in game one and, and threw him against Southern Miss in game two. So you got to be wondering what might be left in, in the bullpen for Louisiana Tech. That's kind of been their Achilles' hill all
2: season. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, the big news today, and we talked about it a lot yesterday. I mean, there there was a math element and a process of elimination element that was in play when you looked at that game last night between Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech. And, And it didn't feel like it was maybe a slam dunk of the winner is going to host because there's baseball still to be played. But it felt like the winner of last night's game was going to be in the driver's seat to host. And when we get the updated projections this morning for both D1 Baseball and Baseball America... There you've got Southern Miss hosting a regional in Hattiesburg. Feels like there's work still to be done, though, doesn't there?
3: You, you got to. you got to get to the championship game. The only wrinkle that might come in is Old Dominion is a, is a 12 RPI team right now. They right. did not submit a bid. And you got to think that with Southern Miss being the 16, the four teams on the outside are Tech, South Carolina, Pitt, and Charlotte. Pitt and Charlotte not in the picture. You could see a scenario where Columbia could be a host site, if Old Dominion won the tournament, and Old Dominion would be a one seed at, at South Carolina, um, that's really the only wrinkle that, that I can see. Other than if Southern Miss or Louisiana Tech were to win the conference, or there's a pretty good if Southern Miss were to win it, you know they would they would uh, host in Hattiesburg. You just because Old Dominion is a top 12 RPI team, um, right. you feel like the Eagles have to beat them straight up to to win the outright regional. Eagles can't give the NCAA, the committee, any any reason, you know, to exclude them. So you got to win out take care of business.
2: Well, and was it the Baseball America projection that had Old Dominion as the one seed in Columbia but also had Southern Miss hosting as the number 16 seed? Did I look at that they correctly?
3: Have. They may have. I only looked at – yeah, I looked at Baseball America this morning. I couldn't access D1 yet. But it, it may have been like that. Um, but, but that's the thing, I mean – you feel like Conference USA could get two ones, uh, and, and Charlotte has played them themselves out of that. So yeah, I mean that could be a feasible possibility too. And I'm not sure if, if y'all saw the projections for both regionals, but Hattiesburg would be crunk next weekend either way if, if it's a regional
15: host.
2: Yeah, no, no question about that. Uh, is is everybody okay? I, I love hearing you use the uh, the term the <laughs> crunk. word crunk. That, that's uh, that's good to know. Uh, Yeah, the Baseball America projection, and we're going to talk with Teddy Cahill a little bit later this afternoon, had Southern Miss as the 16, with Florida State as the 2, LSU as the 3, and Northeastern as the 4. They also had South Carolina hosting, but as a 2-seed with Old Dominion as the 1-seed in the Columbia-South Carolina regional. So you kind of got the best of both worlds in that scenario in terms of Conference USA everybody's going to be happy regardless of who the opponents are in Hattiesburg if, indeed, Southern Miss is playing at home next week, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, you can't gripe about who's coming in. I mean, first time in probably a long time, LSU will, would, have, would have been a three seed, and we were at Camp Shelby today on a remote, and Houston McDavid was there, and he said in his correct wisdom, he said if LSU comes in as a three seed, Southern Miss needs to hire extra security for the weekend. And I totally <laughs> concur with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things – you're probably going to end up at Oxford or Starkville as a two-seed if you don't. So, yeah, I mean, how awesome is it to have both of those historic national powerhouses if that projection holds true to be the, the one-seed? And I think it's a year that Southern Miss, you know, with the depth of the bullpen, could probably, you know, hold their own, at least uh, with one of those, maybe both.
2: Oh, I don't think there's any question that's the case. Here, Here is my question, though, and we've talked so much about um, – you know, because of some of the issues that Ole Miss has had with depth on the mound throughout the course of the season, especially with the Gunnar Hoagland, we've talked about strategy in terms of pitching staff. You know, do you hold Doug Nikhazy in game one? What do you think Scott Berry's strategy will be, and would it change if Southern Miss is hosting as a one seed versus playing as a two seed on the road?
3: Well, you know, in Fayetteville in 2018, he had Nick Sandlin, who statistically had one of the greatest seasons in, in pitching history, you know, and for Southern Miss, and he threw in game one against Dallas Baptist and threw Stevie Powers, who was probably, you know, he was the, the two-starter, but he could have been argument. He was the third-best starting pitcher, and he threw him against Arkansas. So I don't see uh, at all uh, Scott Berry changing. I mean, if, if Southern Miss wins tomorrow and they get to the championship, they're going to throw Drew Boyd against uh, whoever they play Sunday. So it's going to be a straight you know, rotation of Stanley Powell, um, Etheridge and, and Boyd. I don't see that changing at all. And again, we can we can talk about this a little more, but you saw what Ryan if you didn't see what Ryan Ock did last night, Kendall Rogers tweeted about it. I mean Ryan Ock came in, Walker wow, was Powell left spe- the exploded and four to third. Ock comes in and throws like twenty eight more pitches than what he's thrown all year. Seventy six pitches in four innings, strikes out seven, struck both guys out with the bases loaded the the go back and watch that 3-2 slider that he he threw to get the second out in the four or in the fifth it was unbelievable but yeah i think eagles through two games have only used four pitchers so i I think scott barry won't change anything up with his starters even going into a regional knowing you might face uh florida state or or louisiana state in uh, in in the game too
2: well, that certainly is uh, going to be cool. I'm, I'm curious if there is going to be an influx of black and gold making its way to Ruston for tomorrow's game uh, against either Western Kentucky or Louisiana Tech. Would you, would you expect to be a, see a big Southern Miss crowd there uh, in Ruston for the semifinals?
3: Yeah, I mean, considering there was a decent crowd at 1.35 on Wednesday or Thursday morning, I expect, yeah, there will be a lot more <laughs> there tomorrow at 12.30.
2: Interesting. Hey, and, and just for clarification, you said earlier that Western Kentucky or Louisiana Tech, either one, would have to beat Southern Miss twice. So in terms of the format of the Conference USA tournament, they don't go back to single elimination for the semifinals. Is that is that accurate?
3: That's right. Yeah, there, there, there'll be four games. There could be up to four games tomorrow. Old Dominion plays uh, the, the winner of FAU Middle Tennessee at 9 a.m., If uh, Old Dominion wins that, they're through. If they don't, they come back for game three in the afternoon. Southern Miss has game two at 1230. If they were to lose, they would play game four at 730 tomorrow night. So you you basically have to be beat twice. It's a true double elimination until the championship.
2: Gotcha. Well, that's, uh, that's good to know. Certainly is going to be fun, and boy, are we going to have plenty to talk about next week. There's no question that all three teams are going to be in the tournament, and it's looking more and more likely that Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Southern Miss are all going to be hosting. As we began this conversation, a little bit of work left to be done. Just big picture, final thing, Luke. How excited are people about where it feels like this is headed?
3: Well, last night was, was a big hurdle. There's a joke among Southern Miss fans. We call it to the top moments because Eagles do two things. Eagles fly really high or they lay really big eggs. And so last night, people felt like that, that would it could possibly be one of those lay the egg to the top moments. And because Southern Miss beat Tech's best pitcher last night and had an outstanding pitching performance uh, from the relief, uh, people people finally took a, a sigh of relief last night and said, okay, this team can not only host the regional, you know, with the pitching, they got a chance to, to go deep into one. So yeah, Big sigh of relief from Hattiesburg, and, and they're more excited now than, than they've been all season long.
2: Well, and with good reason. Maybe if they did lay an egg, it was a big old golden egg that was laid <laughs> high on the top last night. All right, Luke, thanks for your time. Always good to visit with you, and uh, we'll be watching this weekend. Hi,
15: right, guys. Have a great day.
2: That is Luke Johnson, co-host of the Eagle Hour, Super Talk Hattiesburg, Super Talk Laurel, joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. A final in Hoover. Ole Miss 4, Vanderbilt 1. Vanderbilt's season is not over. They will play in their ballpark next weekend. And if they win there next weekend, they will play in their ballpark the following weekend. Ole Miss still live in the SEC tournament. They will play number one seed and regular season champion Arkansas tomorrow afternoon. Sports Talk, Mississippi. We'll wrap up the first hour with you right after this.
13: That's right.
1: He doesn't accept the narrative, he
6: questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning from 6 till 9.
1: Super Talk, Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News on air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm. The Dean's List with Janice Dean.
10: A customer's generosity at a restaurant in Tennessee makes today's Dean's List. Berg Steakhouse in Gatlinburg was having a busy weekend. Head server Ashley Rackstraw says the restaurant is always busy with no downtime for staff. However, one customer stood out from all of the rest. The man and his daughter came into the restaurant for lunch and then came back for dinner several hours later. The customer left A $1,000 tip. But that wasn't all. The man who wanted to stay anonymous also reportedly paid for two other tables tabs. It was later found out that the customer is terminally ill and wants to spend his money on others before he dies. Everyone was touched by his kindness, and several of the waitstaff say they are grateful. To the man and his family, thank you for spreading kindness like sunshine, and hopefully others will pass it on. Janice Dean Fox News.
1: Memorial Day. Those who fought are part of us,
6: part of our history.
1: No number of wreaths, no amount of music and memorializing will ever do them justice. But it is good for us that we honor them and their sacrifice. Remembering those who made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom.
7: small business under siege.
4: As the U.S. economy comes back to life, finding workers to come back with it is a big challenge, especially in the restaurant industry. Jason Fernandez owns an Italian bistro near Tampa, Florida. He has nine positions that he needs to be filled. It
8: is one of the biggest challenges that we face right now in operations. Um, We run ads, we we do referral fees.
3: Very difficult to compete with the free money.
4: Bartender Bob Burton moved to Tampa from Nashville six months ago looking for work it didn't take him long
3: i got a job the second day i was here
9: second Second day. day yeah came in dropped off my resume with vance he gave me a call back i came in he hired me on the spot
4: both jason and bob say generous government benefits means workers earn more money staying at home but for those who do punch the clock the tips are good and the hours are long because they're not getting a lot of help in tampa florida ashley webster fox news
1: place of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm Here we
2: go!
1: Sports Talk Mississippi Here's more. (laughs) Super Talk Mississippi
2: jokes are writing themselves on the twitters.com with uh with regard to scholarships and going back to nashville and whatnot yeah they can whistle their way right back to nashville. oh that's Any another one they'd like there's another one I heard, I heard the train whistle there we go is that your car starting that was one whistle too many it's only three it's three quick ones oh, yeah. don't don't do it we're indoors please don't don't not even the quietly Clap, clap, clap. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. Clap, clap, we're good. Clap. 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 We all get it. I uh, know. Uh, you want to be a part of the conversation? Spire text line 601 879
3: 4395. I'm the Cowbell Golf Cart come in here again. That
2: was loud. <laughs> we're going to have some, some annoying no, the, noises. The, the cowbells, I mean, if I were going to be that guy, I would say, wait, are they still here? But I'm not. I I'm not, I'm I'm not, thought guy. of it. I thought of it. I was like, there's a lot of stuff. But I'm right. not that guy, so I'm not going to say right. it. Right. Cla- if you weren't classy, a, well, you I d- wouldn't I didn't say, say it. I, no, I, was saying, I said I would say If it. I was going to be would, that guy, I was then going I might have said it. But yeah. since I'm not, Semantics, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't. Hey. Um... Let me remind you about a couple of things that are are going on. Uh, one of them is baseball and softball tournaments at M-Trade Park in Oxford. M-Trade is the ultimate destination for U triple S A baseball and fast-pitch softball. Located in Oxford, M-Trade is one of the premier facilities in the south with 12 synthetic turf infields, five Olympic-sized soccer fields, and an indoor hitting facility that has six batting cages that's configurable. Really good setup. The full tournament schedule from now through June – There's plenty of opportunity to see why teams are calling M-Trade Park the best facility in the state with playing surfaces that are second to none. Plus, while enjoying your team at M-Trade Park, come see that all Oxford has to offer, including world-class restaurants, shopping for everyone. Make M-Trade Park a part of your tournament schedule this spring. Visit them online at mtradepark.com. Again, mtradepark.com for details and registration information.
3: There are. There's a really big stories. I don't think, know if we like... can get Wobble Rumbers to be a sponsor of the show. Did you just watch that commercial that was just happening? I don't know there's anything like that. No. What so, what's a Wobble Rumber? It's it's like an inflatable toy that evidently you can just beat the crap out of and pretend you're wrestling. I, I if I had those, like hole cans. Yeah. Or they, sock they got, em boppers. They got them like that. It's like I was engrossed in that commercial. I can't wait to get
2: my kids some hole cans. Yeah. <laughs> what about the inflatable sumo outfits? Oh my gosh, yeah. We
15: should have those We've for, already... for us. Oh that well, would for be y'all. Fun.
2: We, we did the uh we did I, the inflatable I, bubbles. Good. Like the big like just the big round bubble where you just run into each yeah, other Yeah. You... They didn't stay inflated very long. And they mm. felt like they were fairly heavy duty, but I don't know. Maybe it was operation air. Um Pulmonary, that's a story to get to. And uh let, let's hold that for four o'clock because I think there are some layers there, and some interesting stuff to, uh, to get into as well. Teddy Cahill is going to join us at 537 today. And at 520 today, Corey Hinkus, the women's golf coach at Ole Miss, her team fresh off a national championship, will join us to uh, talk about what it was like and the, uh, the welcome they received and what it means for the program and what it means for going forward and how do you repeat and what's sustainable and all of those things. We'll get into that with Corey coming up a little bit later this afternoon. Is what we're seeing right now from Ole Miss baseball evidence of baseball's a long season and you kind of got to let it play out? And, I, look, I know we are in the business of reacting and talking and uh, re, you know, in real time. But the whole Mike Bianco's got to go thing that inevitably pops up any time Ole Miss loses a series – And has for several years now. At some point, is that just dumb? Tell me what they do next weekend. Yeah, I mean... Because, I mean, this has been... The the week's been great. No no one doubts Mike Bianco's ability to get to this point and have great teams. They've been to this point It's the next point. Okay, What happens next weekend? If they win a regional next weekend, losing Gunnar Hoagland and basically losing Tim Elko, different conversation. It goes from... I don't care what happens in a super regional. How many teams... That's the thing about this Ole Miss team is how many teams in America could lose their ace, future top ten pick, and basically lose their best player? Elko's hitting, but because he can't play first base anymore, it does weird things with the lineup and it maybe forces them to be a little less effective than they could be otherwise. It does a lot of things to them, him not being able to play first base. As good as Baker's been, not been a, not been a bat in the lineup at all. So, how many teams in America could get to a super regional with those just those two things happening to them? How many? Not many. Yeah, no. The answer is not many. I, I guess I'm looking at this and going, okay. They got 41 wins, and they're going to host a regional. And Mike Bianco, really, for uh, look, I mean, there are there are a couple of games where he made some decisions that were wrong. Yes. There are. He's kind of pressed all the right buttons for the last three weeks, though, in the stretch run of the season. And he can't go out and make the pitches, and he can't field ground balls, and he can't swing the bat. He has put his position in a team to accomplish everything they want to accomplish. I'm just – I'm not sure what else you want from a head coach. But I know there are a lot of people that that want more. So – What happens next weekend? There is about to be a lot of movement with big-time baseball programs on the coaching front. Sports Talk Mississippi, we'll talk about it next.
1: From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi
7: Mississippi at supertalk.fm. I'm Rich Denison. A jury in Davenport, Iowa today finding Christian Bahina-Rivera guilty of first-degree murder in the 2018 death of college student Molly Tibbetts. Bahina-Rivera, who came to the country illegally as a teen, faces life in prison without the possibility of parole. President Biden traveled to Virginia today discussing the success of the country's coronavirus vaccination efforts.
18: We planned and executed a vaccination effort at a scale and speed never before seen
7: here or anywhere in the world. More than half of American adults are now fully vaccinated against COVID-19. The Memorial Day weekend is expected to be a busy one for travel.
10: AAA predicting 37 million Americans will travel by car and plane this Memorial Day weekend. A 60% jump from last year.
7: Fox's Ayesha Hosni, America's listening to Fox News.
1: The Dean's List with Janice Dean.
10: A man whose life was turned around because of the kindness of strangers makes today's Dean's List. Kenneth Smith was homeless and sitting outside an outback steakhouse in Fort Worth, Texas. A customer who was leaving the restaurant asked him if he was okay. He was honest and said no. The woman gave him a $100 gift card so he could buy dinner. While he was eating, he met the restaurant's managing partner, Laura. Laura says she wanted to make sure he didn't go hungry and told him to come anytime For a warm meal several months later he asked for a job and began bussing tables neighbors and friends began hearing about kenneth and raised over two thousand dollars to help him get back on his feet again a chain reaction of kindness and kenneth says he feels blessed by the outpouring of community he says this is a whole new beginning that god has blessed him with amen kenneth and thanks to all those who lent a hand for a stranger who needed it janice dean fox news I'm Steven Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over
13: 890,000 Mississippians are fully vaccinated, and Thursday, the Department of Health provided an update on the number of breakthrough cases in the state. So far, 254 such cases have been reported, totaling just under .03% of Mississippians that have received both doses of either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine or the one-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The announcement did, however, include 10 breakthrough cases of the South African variant in long-term care facilities. Three cases of the Indian variant were also confirmed in Mississippi. And a U.S. Forest Service firefighter from Colorado lost his life after a tragic accident in Natchez. Authorities say that Evan Batson and his co-workers went to dinner and were walking to a nearby casino when he took a shortcut by jumping a fence on the Natchez Bluff. The drop was about 100 feet.
0: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information,
2: visit our website at msboc.us.
13: Coinciding with the 60-year anniversary of the original Freedom Rides, an organization by the name of Black Voters Matter will launch its Freedom Rides for Voting Rights in Mississippi's capital city on Juneteenth next month. Co-founder Cliff Albright explains the significance of the starting point.
19: We'll be starting in Jackson, Mississippi, where so many
12: people, so many Freedom Riders in 61 ended up being arrested and going to Parchment Prison.
13: The stated goal of the movement is to engage the communities along the way in conversations about about voter suppression, And if you're traveling this Memorial Day weekend, Jason Smith with MDOT says there are a few things you need to check out on your vehicle before you leave. Check your
18: tires, check your battery, and make sure your hoses and belts are in good shape. Don't forget to replace your windshield wiper blades, check all brakes and headlights, and check to see if your air conditioning is ready for the heat. Fluid levels should be inspected before hitting the road. That includes oil and coolant,
12: as well as brake, transmission, windshield wiper, and power steering fluids.
1: the magnolia state to the world you're listening to super talk mississippi Mississippi at supertalk.fm let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue sports talk mississippi super talk mississippi
2: We're with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Baseball activity has ended at the Hoover Met, and that's uh, probably good because rain activity has begun. It's not going to last long. Good luck
20: with us trying to get these Alabama counties right on, on our severe weather talk right this oh, second. Oh, jeez. Not going to
2: happen. <laughs> at, at least the listeners won't be quick to correct us because they won't know either. We've
3: got a warning in Wet,
15: Tumka.
2: I don't know. I don't know. There's not actually a warning in Wetumpka. No. Just in case you're curious. Yeah. Don't call your family there, at least not one that we're aware of. Yeah. Uh, but no, this thing's moving to the east pretty quickly, and it's going to get out of here, and it's going to be just fine. It's like Vanderbilt's bus. It's
3: getting out of here quick.
2: Oh, oh listen oh, to oh. you. Listen to you. Maybe they'll just uh, use 35 scholarships next year. You guys. <laughs>
3: Obviously, hey, honestly, we need though? we need another hundred grand in scholarship money for two guys.
2: It, it, it's a very much. I, I hate the player instead of hating the game, right? Because I think it's unfair. The, the Vanderbilt advantage is is BS. It really is. But is it Vanderbilt's fault? So. I, I take that frustration out on Vanderbilt when, in reality, it's not their fault they can do that. Well, the, what the frustration I, and the is, saying is: "Don't hate the player, well, hate it, the game." Yeah, the right? frustration is the pl- It's not that the they're player.
3: doing this; it's that they're so. Well,
15: we're not doing this,
3: but they're not really. Oh, if you talk, get Corbin on there to tell you. Say, yeah,
15: "Yes, that, those I'm giving really an extra
3: fifty grand a player out to uh, to, to to in scholarship assistance." I, get him to say it
2: on the record. I honestly think. That the scholarship situation at Vanderbilt is clearly an advantage, but it is not the advantage that everybody wants to make it out to be. Just the fact that there's one that exists is a problem. Well, yeah, you know hey, I mean what would you compare it to football wise? So let's say Alabama gets well, eighty-five there, scholarships. But, but there's not but, a comparison for football because it's not equivalent. Right. I mean, that, that's the thing. There, there literally is no comparison. Uh, the, the Vanderbilt advantage over Ole Miss and Mississippi State to baseball would be like what for football? Seventy-five and eighty, or sixty-five and eighty? Kind of a general idea, because there are so many people that don't understand how or what the advantage is for Vanderbilt. So, in football terms. What do you think that that would be? Yeah, I don't know. Because when you're talking about that many guys, I mean, does five extra scholarships really make a difference? Not really. Um, I, or, I, what, I, 10 to 15, so it's there, but you can still compete with 75 guys against 85 guys? I, I do. Boy, this sounds like I'm defending Vanderbilt, which I'm certainly not. Which Richard Cross is doing. But, Andy but, Homer. But my question would be what, what advantage do they have? I mean, yeah, they got more. I got more guys that are getting more scholarship money, but in terms of results, what are they doing that, that other people aren't? I mean, yes, they have won two national well, championships. Haven't you made the argument before that they have underachieved relative to the the way, good, what they. The have. way
3: I would look at it is.
2: You understand what I'm asking? Yeah, I I mean, Mississippi State has played that, that, for a point. national like, championship. That, Ole Miss got there once. Vanderbilt's won it twice. You could say that there's. South the Carolina only, won it twice. The only reason they're relevant is this this advantage. I mean, I, th- I think that's the thing. I mean, and and I honestly think that it that's probably the advantage. argument that Tim it might want to that that Tim Corbin would make. We're like, no, this was the leveling of the playing field. It's not that the playing field's unlevel. It's we had basically no facilities and nobody cared about us and we weren't on anybody's radar but now because we're relevant people are like oh they're not doing it the same way that we're doing it they had to come up with a way and and frankly deserve a little bit of credit for saying we care we're going to care enough about baseball to make ourselves relevant yeah i mean they are only taking advantage of a system that allows them to do that yeah i mean are you going to go to your accountant and say hey don't maximize my return please just give me a you know a thousand bucks back instead That's of the scary, Gary. I just saw the
3: on the feed there. If you ever he, wondered,
2: he's going out to play
3: Ranger Fix It
2: outside. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he was concerned about. I mean, it's raining. It's raining hard, and the wind's even blowing a little. It's bit. It's
15: nastier
16: than the Tennessee fans out there.
2: Uh, let's use that as our bridge to Palmoneri part the of the conversation, you can do so on the Seaspire text line, 601-879-4395. Are your video conferences lagging? VPN connections dropping? VoIP calls choppy? Time to face the truth. Cable cannot support your business the way fiber internet can. Learn why at seaspire.com slash why fiber. Paul Maneri announced earlier today, and it was reported leading up to him officially announcing it, that he was retiring as the head baseball coach at LSU. First things first, a remarkable career for Paul Benary. The last 15 years were at LSU, 12 years before that at Notre Dame. Over 1,500 career wins. He does have a national championship. And by all accounts, is a pretty good dude. I think he's a little whinier than some people like. People want to make fun of him because he's not, uh, like, in terms of stature, the biggest guy in the world. Hey, Dad, that's you that makes fun of him for that. Yes. Uh, but he's a heck of a baseball coach, and all of my interactions with him through the years, and I been a ton, I mean a handful of interactions through the years, you came away thinking, that's a pretty good dude. And some of what you're seeing and hearing from LSU players, you know, thanks for all the great work, you know, take your victory lap, et cetera, all of those things are deserved. LSU fans are rejoicing today. And they're rejoicing on two fronts. They are rejoicing in the fact that they're getting a new coach, which they have wanted for multiple years now. And then they're also rejoicing, celebrating a wonderful career for Paul Maneri. They're rejoicing with more gusto, I think, in one of the two. One is window dressing. The other is the meal. Did,
3: did he get out at the exact right moment here? Because another year of not being really good, and it might have been really contentious. At this moment, it looks like they're going to get in the NCAA tournament. I, I, maybe maybe he picked the exact right moment, yeah, which is time, a
2: rare thing. I think is good for him. Yeah. I, I, it cannot be without saying, though. And, and there's more nuance to, well, actually, he resigned because he was going to get fired. I mean, they cited health issues today. It, it cannot be lost on people that at LSU, you have one coach that was caught by the FBI discussing specific dollar amounts given to current players on his roster. Another program that is filled with scandal, you've got a former player handing out money on the field after a game, you've got a hospital charity being used to funnel money to players and recruits, Uh, a coach answering the phone and talking to a woman that may have been involved in an assault uh, and one of his players didn't get punished for and then you've got multiple athletic department officials who were at best complicit in the ignoring of assaults by female students and student athletes and the first person to be out of the job is the good guy scandal-free baseball coach what's your point vanessa I don't want to hear about oh. culture ever again. That's the point. Don't <laughs> he talk just wanted about to culture. say all those things? Out I wanted loud to say again. all those things out loud because I mean it can't be lost on people that that in college sports it is literally winning over anything else. Paul Menard out of the job today because he didn't win enough. That's it. You are more likely to get fired at LSU because you don't win enough compared to getting caught by the FBI, getting involved in scandal, covering up assaults, losing gets you forced out. None of those things. That that cannot be lost on people. Uh, so, Borky just wanted to do, besmirch and drag the good name of the LSU... Fly, the, the, the flagship university of the state of Louisiana. Oh, they, do, the they do that Old by school. themselves. They wanted to do that. I, they, they do that all by themselves. This is um, just the culmination of an, an embarrassment. I, I had a, a buddy text me today and said, uh, very on brand LSU would be bringing Mickey Calloway in. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that's probably not the direction that they're headed. The, the question, <laughs> I would be surprised if he's on the hot list. Yeah, I don't really think he's on the uh, on the, well, the hot board that's out yeah, there. Yeah, it fits in with everything else going on there. Uh, so the question is, where are they headed? Where, where does LSU go next? And how crazy is the baseball coaching market about to get? Texas A&M is open. LSU is open. Those are two jobs that have the ability to pay a lot of money. Pulmonary was making about a million and a quarter. Uh, Wikipedia tells us $1.225 million. It's good living if you can get it. Yeah. Um, all indications are based on who Texas A&M has been rumored to be going after. Tim Tadlock, Jim Schlossnagel, Tony Vitello, etc., that they're about to pay a lot of money for a baseball coach. Yeah. Clearly, LSU is a better job than Texas A&M. Agreed? Yes, 100%. Under every metric available. Yeah. LSU is about to pay a lot of money for a baseball coach. So, two, two, two conversations when we come back. Number one, who do you think they go after? Number two, if you were in their position... Who would you want? Who would, if, if money wasn't an issue and there were no roadblocks, who would you want to be the head coach at LSU if you were an LSU fan? I don't know that Michael Borky can even transport himself to that space because clearly he is not. No. Sports Talk Mississippi continues with you right after this.
18: The Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. No accidents or breakdowns to report at this time. Traffic is picking up a little bit at I-55 at the stack. 220 and I-20, both clear. If you see a traffic problem, be sure to call your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
0: The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to call nine one one at the onset of symptoms of a stroke or heart attack. As soon as paramedics arrive, they perform an ECG, start an IV, and administer medications to stabilize your heart.
14: If you're having a stroke, paramedics provide stabilizing treatment and know which hospitals are best prepared to manage your type of stroke.
11: In both cases, paramedics call ahead, so emergency cardiac care
6: or stroke teams will be ready when you arrive.
14: Every second counts.
6: Dial nine one one for heart attack or stroke.
14: The <laughs> tomatoes in town. Calloways will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Calloways offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping, and our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Calloways in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
20: Everything for
5: home and garden. That's what is.
14: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
1: Come on. Super Talk Mississippi. Check the phone. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi.
2: Sports Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Good decision to move the baseball up today. 10 a.m. for the start of game one.
3: And to move
16: the show inside.
2: And to move the show inside as well. If not for the 10-run rule in game one,
16: well, yeah, Vanderbilt would have plan. played
2: right into this and would have been about eight innings in when an hour-long weather delay set in. Thankfully, it all worked out. Good decision-making. They Welcome. must have had scary Gary on the uh, on the planning committee. He nailed. He told us yesterday when we were finishing the show. He said, "Y'all, there's an eighty percent chance of rain when you go on tomorrow." It's like, really, Gary? Well, eighty-three percent actually. He was wrong. Was My 100. man, Gary,
3: one hundred percent.
2: Well, it didn't happen at three o'clock when we came on, but at four o'clock it was
3: pouring. What's your favorite country? This definition for a big rainstorm. I, I went with frog strangler.
2: Yeah, toad strangler.
3: Toad strangler's good. Gully washer.
2: Yeah. I say it's raining hard or a lot
3: or
15: heavy. Heavy. Something it's, like that. So Is South Carolina, Carolina really the of south Our next segment?
3: I mean, yeah. If they put mustard on, bar- on barbecue. They can't come up with a name. Mustard-based barbecue sauce. They can't and name their storms a, correctly. Mustard
2: I mean. is a binder for barbecue that uh, the greatest in Mississippi use. Like uh, I'm just saying,
3: barbecue shouldn't be yellow.
2: Uh may we talk about uh, where LSU goes next? Speaking of yellow, yeah. Let's uh, let me just tee this up, put it out there because people are asking. Do they call Mike Bianco?
3: That's a tire they'll kick.
2: Because, I mean, you, you would know this better than me. In coaching searches, it's not like they go in order. The athletic director at LSU is not making one phone call and saying, well, you know, let me know, Coach. You've got a couple of weeks. And then if if Kevin O'Sullivan says no, he'll call Knoxville, Tennessee. and No, they're talking to a bunch of people at once, right? I mean, that's how this works. Right. Is Mike Bianco on that list, or his agent, whoever it may be, if he has one? On that list of phone calls, that will be made. Mike Bianco does now have an agent. Uh, has not for the entirety of his tenure, but but does have an agent. Uh, I think he would be on the radar. And I think he's on the radar... Uh, look, for for a couple of reasons. One, he's accomplished a ton. Two, he played and coached there. Mike Bianco is beloved at LSU. He just is. Yep. I mean, you, you can... You you can love Mike Bianco or not. You can think Mike Bianco is great or not. He was He was part of the original group that turned LSU baseball into what it, it was. He was on the eighty nine team. He was on the ninety team. He came back and was an assistant coach on national championship teams. He's part of the foundation and he's a tie to Skip Bertman. And they've been without a tie to Skip Bertman for the last fifteen years while Paul Maneri has been there. Palmineri was hired by Skip Burtman. I don't know if that's enough of a tie for you or not. but So, yes. W- where is he on the list, though? I-, I talked to some LSU people that are fairly connected over the course of the weekend, and they were not, you know, the the reaction was kind of, eh, maybe. They've got bigger fish that they're after. They, they absolutely do. He so- feels He feels like a safe choice. He feels like I don't know that he would say yes, but it feels like somebody that you know. There's not a lot of risk in asking. Whereas you know, if it gets out that you ask so
3: and so, it could be I don't know.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna couch what happened. So when when Paul Menary was hired at LSU 15 years ago, so that would have been 2006, right? Mm -hmm. That was the beginning of kind of Ole Miss's run. You know, 05, 06, really good teams. They kind of built over the course of five or six years. And there was an informal communication between Skip Burtman, who was making the hire, and Mike Bianco, who was kind of his prized pupil. And they both, as I understand it, just kind of said, you know what, let's just not even go down this road. Mike Bianco wasn't sure that he wanted to go at that point. Skip Burtman wasn't 100% sure that that was the right way to go. Mike Bianco didn't want to have to make the decision, do I leave what I'm building and have to tell my alma mater and my mentor no? What if the interview process doesn't go well and my mentor and alma mater has to tell me no? They just kind of had a gentleman's agreement. You know what? Let's not do this right now. And who knew what the future might hold? Well, 15 years has passed. If LSU called at this point and said, Mike, it's time for you to come home. I have nothing to base this on other than just a gut reaction. I think Mike Bianco would listen. Yeah. He should. I agree that he should. I'm not saying he should because, you know, Ole Miss should want him away. No. He's... I don't know if he's reached the ceiling or not at Ole Miss, but y- there's not a whole lot more you can accomplish, right? You've built the program, you've been there for two decades. Do you think uh,
3: there's regret on either side for that? Then?
2: I don't think so. No. I mean, maybe I, mean, uh, I don't know about LSU Bianca might, because he's
3: been successful. That's why I'm asking. You think She's like, man, they
2: might you, wish they had pushed a little harder. Yeah, because if they had pushed hard enough, well, they did win a national title with Maneri. I mean, they won one. Yeah, yeah. But one in 15 years is not really what LSU is looking for. Well, that's the next question, though. Let's say they even go down that road. LSU fans have... At least the ones I know have been picking on Ole Miss for Ole Miss at home again. No Maha Mike, that kind of stuff. Are they going to be comfortable firing well, firing Maneri which, for not winning enough
3: and hiring a guy that went you, you, to a home You Omaha simply spin it as... We just he, went home and got our guy. There's that, and you can also say he built that Ole Miss program for nothing. What could he do with what LSU? And workers? he still
2: coaches from the, the, the base of the Skip Burtman system.
3: Yeah. Mike
2: Bianco would recruit well at LSU, just like he's recruited well at Ole Miss. And maybe even better. They have a scholarship, not advantage. They get tops in, so they've in got Louisiana. Some help. So, so they yeah. there's some need-based stuff for Louisiana-based based kids as well. Oh, I think it would be wildly successful if they went down that road. I, I really do. Yeah. I don't think that's where they're going to start. The the hot board of candidates that Kendall at D1 Baseball puts out. Kevin O'Sullivan at Florida, number one. Can LSU go get? Uh, let's press pause just for a second. Can we remember the last mega-elite baseball job that was open? Does anybody remember what that was? South Carolina? Nope. Mississippi State. It was Mississippi Mississippi State. State. I'm an idiot. Yeah. It was Mississippi State. Do you remember how difficult it was to hire a baseball coach? Mississippi State did uh, almost everything they could to get Jim Mm Schlossnagel. Didn't work out. For the reasons that we don't have to get into today, but it didn't work out. Right. They made a run at Dan McDonald. They said, no, thank you. When you go after established, comfortable, elite coaches who are already making massive salaries and have success where they are, it's hard to get them to leave. Yeah. Is LSU, which is, I think, the best baseball job in America. It's the best head coaching job in America. Any disagreement?
16: I mean, it's it's no worse than, like, second or third. I'll say that. What would be better? Texas, maybe? No. I mean, I, just in terms of...
2: And, and, and I say no because of, of history. They don't yeah. They don't have the stadium. They don't have the fan support. They don't have the tradition. They don't have the history. They have the tradition.
3: They've won plenty of national titles at
2: Texas. Not in recent times. They've got one. I'm just saying. They got one in 2005. It's a good job. I mean, it's, it's a great I job. I can debate it. would be it. A, a
15: top five. I can debate it. Um, but it.
2: But it's clearly not number one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's in the LSU is in the absolute top tier of jobs. Aren't you, if you're LSU trying to get Kevin O'Sullivan from Florida? It's, aren't you trying to get a guy to leave maybe the third best job in the country to come yeah. to the best job? It's sort of in the country? like if Ohio State were to open up tomorrow, they could call Nick Saban. He he's he's probably not going, but he'll take the phone call. Texas did, yeah. He'll take the phone call. He'll listen to the offer. And this is the sort of the same thing. There's nobody LSU can't call and they won't take the phone call. So so here's the here's the full list from I feel like Kim you Kendall. would say no though. I mean what like, why better truly I, I, don't not the fan thing because yeah LSU has more fans, the stadium gets filled with more people, but Nebraska football has the best stadium with the best fans in the world. They don't win anything. That doesn't make a job. What is Yeah, but you know you can win big there. I mean you're already a place you can win big, but that, that's if my you point know is, you can win big there, it's clear you can win national championships. Even you can where you are. They're Hadn't he been to Omaha four of the last five years? Yeah, there'd be a little bit of funniness for me, of Scott Strickland getting a coach poached from him, too. That that would be funny. But, I mean, if you're him, do you go? Cliff Godwin's on the list from Kendall Rogers. He, of course, would would take
3: it. He would take it.
2: Jim Schlossnagel from TCU is on the list. Sounds like probably Ross Bjork and Texas A&M are going to make a serious run at Jim Schlossnagel. If you're Schloss, I mean, would you rather be in College Station or... Or in Baton Rouge? He'd rather be in
0: Baton Rouge, I think. Probably already owned a lot of purple shirts, Is too. Vitello
2: not on that list? Tony Vitello is on the list. That's the guy, to me. So, if, I mean, we just said three, four guys that would go. So, Link Who Jarrett from Notre Dame is on the list? That would be an interesting thing if they got Notre Dame's coach two times in a row. And Link Jarrett's done a really good job there. Yes, he, he really oh, has. Um, you, you, you say all of those people would go. What if? What if Tennessee says to Tony Vitello, "No, you're not going anywhere, man." No, they're not making that commitment. We'll, we'll uh, write you a check. No, we're going. We're going to pay you 1.3. Don't believe it. And we're going to put 35 million in the stadium. No way. We'll see. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Remember, everybody just got a check for 23 million from the SEC. We'll be right back.
20: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 88. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, low around 65. Your Saturday, a 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 80 degrees. And a look to Sunday, sunny skies, high near 81. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
6: Here's Uncle Cy. What's
10: the biggest bug you've ever seen in your life?
6: Well, that would be me and a bunch of soldiers when we was in Vietnam fighting the war. We run into a herd of Oriental cockroaches, and they all weighed about 30 pounds. We actually had a firefight with them for about two hours. They were trying to overrun us. If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator.
18: The name to trust for over 65 years. At Havard Pest Control, the difference is
1: clear. At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all
20: kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard pest Visit HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309.
6: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstaff. Right now we're offering great specials on memberships to our state-of-the-art indoor shooting range. Join now and get your first month free. While you're here, check out our full-service gunsmithing department. We offer everything from professional gun cleaning, cerakoting, camo application, accurizing, to custom rifle builds. We hope to see you soon. You might even get to meet
0: my wife, Jane. That'll be a real trip. Rogers Dab's Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Rogers Dab's service, parts, and quick Lube are open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. Crossgates, Brandon, or rogersdabs.com.
12: Madison Sellers proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Sellers Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center.
1: I've got to get that
5: fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
13: Over 890,000 Mississippians are fully vaccinated, and Thursday, the Department of Health provided an update on the number of breakthrough cases in the state. So far, 254 such cases have been reported, totaling just under .03% of Mississippians that have received both doses of either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine or the one-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The announcement did, however, include 10 breakthrough cases of the South African variant in long-term care facilities. Three cases of the Indian variant were also confirmed in Mississippi. And a U.S. Forest Service firefighter from Colorado lost his life after a tragic accident in Natchez. Authorities say that Evan Batson and his co-workers went to dinner and were walking to a nearby casino when he took a shortcut by jumping a fence on the Natchez bluff. The drop was about 100 feet.
1: It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and SuperTalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: This is Sydney with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Good to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Final day of coverage from the SEC Baseball Tournament in Hoover, Alabama. It's been a a fun week. I think it has been some really good baseball that's been played. There's been some not-so-good baseball that has been played. We have made it to the uh, Final Four of the SEC Baseball Tournament. You've got Tennessee and Florida playing in a semifinal game tomorrow that will begin at noon local time. And then Ole Miss and Arkansas will play in the uh, later game. So you've got the top two seeds and then the, what, five and the six? Is that right? Ole Miss was the five and Florida was the six? Yes, Yes, that's That's correct. So there you go. So one and two still alive, five and six still alive. Everybody else has has gone home. And uh, we'll see what it means. I mean, uh, there is... Right, there's an argument to be made that both Ole Miss and Florida could potentially play themselves into a top eight seed. Would right. it take winning the tournament though at this point yes. for either of those teams to get one of the top eight? Go look at go look at the metrics specifically for Ole Miss. I don't know about Florida w- without looking. Florida's at it. like a fifteen on the most recent D one. So head to head, we'll see how much that actually matters. But now. We did it yesterday. Look at Ole Miss's resume versus Mississippi State, TCU, Texas Tech. Compare them. Ole Miss's record uh, with top 50 RPI and up is really good. It, better than all of them? It, yeah, there, mean, there's I, an argument to be made right now, right now, without tomorrow happening, that metric wise, Ole Miss deserves a national seat. When you compare it to the other teams that are projected to get a national seat. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, we rely so much on the projections, right? The, right. the guys at D1 Baseball who do an outstanding job. Kendall and um, Aaron Fitt and Kyle Peterson is involved with that organization. And you get got Mark Etheridge there. I mean, these guys do a really good job. This is what they do year-round. Uh, our buddy T- Teddy Cahil, who we're going to talk to uh, about an hour from right now, Does a really, really good job. This is what he's locked in on. But neither Teddy at Baseball America nor Kendall and Aaron at all at D1 Baseball are on the actual committee. Maybe they're talking to people that are on the committee. Maybe they're just using institutional knowledge. But we don't know exactly what the committee is going to do, and sometimes we get surprises. We get surprises in the NCAA basketball tournament. We get surprises from the college football playoff selection committee. Could we potentially get a surprise from the college football, uh, college baseball selection committee when this is all said and done? We'll know soon enough. I'm just not as convinced as everybody else that, oh, it's all done and everybody's got it all figured out. No, no shot. There's still a, a bunch of moving parts, and I mean, I, I've got the all well, the resumes up right now. Everybody's really close at the moment. I mean, there there is still, especially if TCU continues to play well and Stanford wins a, a couple more games. A lot of moving parts here. And like we
3: said, there's just so many. Like you said, so close between all of these teams at
2: this point that somebody on Monday morning is going to be or Monday afternoon is going to be upset. We,
3: we can we can be assured of that. Some fan base is going to say that they got screwed.
2: Yeah, you're right about that. Most likely. Yeah. All right, so we threw out the names that were on D1's list. Kevin O'Sullivan, Cliff Godwin, Jim Schlossnagle, Tony Vitello, Link Jarrett. Hey, we can all agree that's a pretty good list of names. Yeah. Pretty good list of names. Who's not on that list that, that, that could be? If LSU can go out and get anybody. They make a run at Dan McDonald? At Louisville?
3: Uh, I'd call him. Again, he'll take the call.
2: Oh, yeah. There's, about there's, taking the job, though? But, does he take the job?
16: Maybe. Does he want to come back down to the SEC?
2: He's got it pretty good right now in a conference that does not... Bless you. It, it, Sorry I mean, about The, the pressure is completely different. It is. I mean, there's an element to... It's the same conversation... Differing in so much as that there is none. There's none. It's the same conversation with whenever Nick Saban retires and everybody's going to point to Dabo. Well... You've got a national championship contender basically every year. You've got good fan support. You're making a bunch of money. And the pressure is not anything at Clemson in football like Alabama in football is. The pressure is not anything at Louisville baseball like it is LSU baseball. You said, Dan, Dan McDonald has accomplished everything there is to accomplish short of winning a national championship at Louisville.
12: You said earlier that LSU is the best job in America. Yes. And that may be. Really, it's also the most pressure-packed job yeah. in America.
2: Sure it is. So I mean, kind of goes with, but so is Alabama football. Yeah, it's like getting offered a job in real life. It's win titles or else. Yeah, Yeah.
3: they're not they're not content to you know, hey, top eight, super regionals. These are great. Are we?
2: Did we win the last game of the season? That's what LSU fans want. Give me give me one name that LSU could not like. No questions asked. Could not get it. Get. I, I, I got one. I think. But he might also be my first call, and I might make him tell me no. Um, I, I, I'll give you my Corbin. Oh, I, I was not actually thinking him. Okay, I don't know that Corbin's leaving Vanderbilt. I think State made a a little had, had a little bit of a run at him a couple years ago. Yeah, but I, th- I mean, we just talked about it earlier. Well, why would you leave that situation where you've got that kind of? I mean, the the LSU advantage, and the Vandy advantage are not the same. Dave Van Horn. He wouldn't. I don't think he'd go. Yeah. I don't think so. Pretty locked in. But you know what? Yeah. I think I'd make him tell me no. I'd call him. I'd call him. He'll take the call. My goodness, Arkansas would pay him if it took $3 million a year to keep him, they would pay it. Probably so. I genuinely believe that. Oh, look at that. Just a quick update Texas Tech has lost in the Big 12 championship, so they're out they're out of the Big 12 championship that's a good result. I mean from Mississippi look. State. Tim Tadlock gets a lifetime contract and he starts mailing it in already. Is Mississippi State jumping Texas Tech? They can. Texas Tech is higher in the RPI. Their record against Is the that top updated 24. since that since this last It minute. has not. That's the kind of thing we got to talk about is it, it's so up to how, date. how many spots do you drop? You might even if you drop one it's something. And state has a head to head over them so as of right this second, and I don't again I don't know how this might just this may have just updated. Ole Miss is up to eleven in the RPI. Okay, then state is up to eight, and Texas Tech is down to nine. Yeah, here's your RPI right now, uh, most recent. So what's uh, te- Texas Tech did drop tonight? They only dropped one spot. They dropped one spot, but they dropped. They dropped behind Mississippi State, Arkansas one, Fairfield two. Doesn't matter. Vanderbilt three, TCU four, Texas. Five, Arizona six, Tennessee seven, mm. Mississippi State dropped three spots from five to eight yesterday. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. Texas Tech drops one spot behind Mississippi State to nine. Notre Dame is at ten. Ole Miss is at eleven. Basically, Notre Dame is basically Fairfield. We're going to find out. Just put them in the top. What there. metrics the committee values more. Because for Mississippi State and Ole Miss, for example, Mississippi State did beat Ole Miss when they played each other three times. Mm-hmm. But Ole Miss against the top twenty-five is better. Mississippi State from the the top fifty-one to one hundred is better than Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. RPI again. Point, the again is the breakdown for from uh, the folks at Ward Nolan: Quadrant One is one through fifty. Quadrant Two is fifty-one to one hundred. Ole Miss is now nineteen and twelve against the top fifty. And if you want to add fifty-one through a hundred, they are twenty-one and sixteen. Mississippi State is thirteen and eleven against the top fifty. They are twenty-two and twelve against the top one hundred. So, what do they value more? That's, I mean, that with, with these teams, we're going to find out what metric they value the most. Just kind of looking at. Um, Any of the ones that that are important. I mean, Texas is twelve and eight against the top fifty. Yeah, but
3: Texas, if they win the Big Twelve tournament, I mean, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. It looks like TCU or Texas. Well, Texas is going to host regardless. TCU looks like they're going to. I mean, it'd be a national seed regardless. I think TCU can get in if they win the Big Twelve tournament, and they would. You you could see a situation where State is eight, TCU is seven, and sort of goes from there. So,
2: you think it's Arkansas, Vanderbilt, TCU, Texas, Arizona, Tennessee, Notre Dame, and Mississippi State?
3: You think that's your top it's eight? combination of the eight. That's Yeah, I think that's correct right now. Hmm. Could, could change. Could change. And I think I, I don't know that Ole Miss can get in the eight, to be honest with you. Stanford could if they continue to win. They're playing a, a decent opponent this week. If they sweep Oregon State. They might have an opportunity.
2: Well if Ole Miss beats number one RPI Arkansas tomorrow yeah. and jumps I mean they beat they beat Vanderbilt who was earlier today number two in the RPI and jumped four spots. If they beat number one Arkansas tomorrow and jump four more spots, they'd be at seven in the RPI. Yeah, they beat Arkansas 23 tomorrow, three conference wins. Yeah. If they beat Arkansas tomorrow, there's there's an argument to be made that their resume is that of a national seed compared to the others. Absolutely there is. Yeah. It's weird. It's like with with Ole Miss, they have better wins, but they have worse losses. Yeah. How does that balance? Now beating out? Arkansas tomorrow is a, a mystery. Matt. Considering fans are going to learn some names tomorrow for guys that are pitching, but Borky needs to go ahead and start stretching your arm. I got four years of eligibility left. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at SuperTalk FM. With you, final day for us from the SEC tournament in Hoover. We'll be right back.
18: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. An accident has been reported on I-20 westbound at the I-55 interchange. Traffic is backed up on I-55 southbound from East Pascagoula Street all the way to Interstate 20. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
5: In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer
10: and Expedition, SUVs built to command the road. And the
5: 2021 F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America.
10: Drive one at your Mid-South Ford dealer today.
20: It's anniversary days at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton, celebrating 150 years since 1871. It's 50 pounds of 131313 13, 13 for $10.99, 2.5 gallons of generic roundup for 44.99. and 50 pounds of black hole sunflower seed for 19.99. And don't forget the unbelievable savings at the Makita tool truck sale all week long. The Makita grease gun for 199 the LXT brushless blower for 2.4999. and the LXT brushless string trimmer for 189
17: Celebrating 150 years at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton since 1871.
10: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: Mm, From the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every
15: minute worth waiting for.
1: Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Ben Amory wants to know who Ole Miss's starter is going to be tomorrow. Any guesses? My guess is Mallets, but um, Mike Bianco said he doesn't know yet. <laughs> so they're going to sit down and uh, and try to figure out exactly who they're going to throw. But uh, the options are uh, are limited. Wes Burton? I mean, you've been putting psychopaths on the mound all week. Why not add one more? What, what if Wes Burton went out and got you five innings tomorrow? I mean he could scare Arkansas into not hitting the ball. Yeah, maybe. What what is that? I mean, Ole Miss has three guys that cuss it themselves on the mound. Where do where do you get these guys? I wonder if when Mike Bianco makes a pitching change he just kind of gives the heads up to the umpire if he's not seen this guy before be like, "Hey, by the way, he's not he's not mad at you." He just kind of he <laughs> talks to himself. Yeah. Hey, blue, just just a little let, crazy. Let
15: him be. Let him be.
2: Yeah, I did notice that Johnson though has really calmed down. You remember in Athens, he was really carrying on, and if he would throw a pitch that he thought was a strike, he was pretty wasn't animated a strike. He was, but the the whole reacting to the umpire thing, it looked like they have they they got to him and they said, "Man, you cannot act like that. When you throw a pitch that is not called a strike, you can't do that because." Seems like he reined it in a little bit. JP from the Mississippi Gulf Coast joins us, and he says, Borky, you get five years to play four once you enroll as a full-time student. In other words, your clock has started and stopped. Let your arm rest, my friend. Yeah, well, I was going to walk on at Bellhaven, but I guess I can't now. Probably not. Probably not at all. How is Fairfield ranked so high? By the way, all these messages coming in on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. They haven't played any good teams. Please explain. Yeah, they've uh, their RPI is high because the only teams by which they can be compared are the teams that they are playing in their conference. It has been a full non-conference schedule, and that's why they are where they are.
3: And they haven't lost. They've only lost two games this
2: year. Three now. Is it didn't, three now? Didn't they went a third one to lose a third one today. Okay, yeah, because yeah, they, they lost twice in this tournament. Yes. So you know they were picked preseason and finished seventh in their league. Hmm. It's been kind of a magical year for the old Fairfield. So, who's their coach? Give him the LSU job. Remember when Stony Brook went down there and won a regional? Yes. Yes. That was wild. They did. It's a true thing. More Remember people... when Coastal Carolina won a national championship? Yes. That Remember when little Fresno State sense. won a national championship? Yes. They were a four seed. Yeah. Fresno State was a four seed in a regional. And slugged their way to a national championship. Beat Georgia. What a sport! Yeah, remember when Georgia won a national title in baseball? That happened. Is Ole Miss the only team to beat both Rocker and Lighter this year?
3: Ooh, yeah. gotta be. Let's yes, see. gotta be. Who? No, there's no way. There's no way.
2: How many series did they lose? Lost to Georgia. Yeah, but they lost. Georgia won. Lighter dominated in the middle game. Yeah. Let's see here. Bright um, State. They uh, no. I, I know I, State. Um, I know the answer. No, they won that series. Won they that won the series. Tennessee series. Yeah, they won the Mississippi State series. Who beat Lighter? Because uh, Lighter didn't lose the first like six starts of the year. Another you know, message on the C Spire text line. What happened to Scott Biddle? One of my favorites. Yeah, he was great, and then a little bit of an injury. He is. Uh, Almost a doctor, I think. Florida. No, nope. we know that's a few the last people two like games that. of the Florida. Almost series. a doctor. Well, no, like he has finished medical school and is yeah. working through a residency, right. uh, etc. Yeah. Ole Miss is the only team this year to beat Rocker and Lighter. There you go. Now there's an asterisk because it didn't happen on the same weekend. Uh, that, yeah. Can you
3: beat Cops tomorrow? Because if you can, that's something to talk about.
2: Now you got the trifecta. Yeah. Get him and then somehow somehow find him in Omaha. Or I don't know where you find them, but can you get Landon Sims? If you beat all four of those guys, you're automatically the national champion. My son is in full on summer mode already. He 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 got Wednesday was his last day of school, and I've gotten pictures of him fishing each of the last two days. He's living the good life. He is living his best life. Yeah, and uh, I got to get home so I can take him fishing as well. Um. Well, yeah. College football fix is just around the corner. Yeah. Get into a, a kind of a fascinating college football story that we certainly hope is not a trend. And then at 5.20, we will visit with Corey Hinkus the Ole Miss women's golf coach. team just won a national championship. And then at 5.37, Teddy Cahill will join us. He is at the ACC
3: tournament, right? I don't yes. know. Aaron Fitz is. I don't know if Teddy is. I thought Aaron was at the Big 12 tournament. No. Did you not see all that? Aaron had some huge... Uh uh, airplane issues and, oh. and couldn't get there, so he drove to Charlotte to oh. go to ACC. I got you.
2: Well, maybe uh, maybe they're just hanging out with each other. I had a great visit with Aaron Fitt a couple of weeks ago in, uh, in Oxford and in the, uh, the weekend of the Vanderbilt series, actually. So the 5 o'clock hour is on the way, our final hour of the week from the SEC baseball tournament in Hoover, Alabama. Sports Talk Mississippi rolls on right after this.
9: This is Talk. Your
1: Mississippi.
7: Tree Mississippi. Street 24-7 at Talk. Fox News, I'm Rich Denison. Senate Republicans today blocking a measure that would have created an independent panel to investigate the January 6th violence at the U.S. Capitol building. I'm just terribly disappointed that so many Republicans refuse to even look at a bipartisan, down-the-middle, look at it because they're afraid of Donald Trump. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says he will bring the measure back to the floor again. Vice President Kamala Harris issuing a call to action in her commencement address at the Naval Academy in Annapolis today.
14: Talking about the challenges facing the class of 2021 and calling them a fierce fighting force. You are the
4: embodiment Of American
14: aspiration. Vice President Harris made history becoming the first female VP to give the keynote speech at the Naval Academy graduation.
7: Fox's Tanya J. Powers, America's listening to Fox News.
1: This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse. Come dine with us. The steaks seared to perfection. Live Maine lobster and seafood. Make it Tico's tonight. Tico's Steakhouse. Call 601-956-1030.
17: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now. Featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine. 149 Harbor Drive, Maine Harbor Marina in
16: Ridgeland. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico's Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. Dad has long since desired for me to come work alongside him, and now that I'm here, I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy pork beverages. Our dining rooms are open, and we are taking reservations. Our private rooms are also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation. Tico's Steakhouse,
7: East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601
13: 956-1030. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and your Listen, to Talk Mississippi News. Amid rising overdoses in Mississippi and across the country, public safety officials say a rise in the prevalence of fentanyl is partially to blame. In an effort to keep fentanyl off of Mississippi streets, Madison County DA Bubba Bramlett announced that Justin Williams of Canton will spend 11 years in prison after helping to distribute nearly 400 pills containing the deadly substance that is 100 times more powerful than morphine. And the NBA has issued an endangered missing child alert for 14-year-old Emily Nicole Murray of Liberty. She's a white female, 5 foot 2,
9: 140 pounds, with curly shoulder-length grayish-blue hair and brown eyes. Emily was last seen early Thursday morning in Emmett County, wearing blue jeans with rips on the front and a black hoodie. She may be accompanied by two black males in a 2012 red Nissan Altima. It is believed they were traveling toward Louisiana. Brownskeepers and listening to bluegrass music and i especially enjoy digging around the yard occasionally i bump into a utility line and i get a headache ouch after all they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere but if you hit one with your shovel backhoe or ditch digger you could cause a gas leak disrupt service or worse makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it you can avoid all of this by calling eight one one at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility lines marked. Calling eight one one will help protect your property and more importantly, you. It's free and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com/slash eight one one.
13: Ole Miss is moving on in Hoover. With a 4-1 to victory over Vanderbilt this afternoon, Ole Miss is now set to take on top-ranked Arkansas in the semifinals tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. In the win this afternoon, Tyler Myers continued the Rebels' trend of strong starting pitching in the SEC tournament, going seven innings and allowing just the one run on five hits, and Brandon Johnson came in to pick up the save. And over 95% of the residents in Mississippi's veterans' homes are fully vaccinated.
3: They knew that this was a life-and-death issue for them because their health is compromised or they wouldn't be in a veteran's
13: home. Stacy Pickering with Mississippi Veterans Affairs says that visitation is now open, but you do still have to make a reservation. Either they
3: had the virus, they don't want to take the vaccine, or they've got still some concerns. We want to accommodate them being reunited as well, and we do that through the rapid test. When we do it at the door, they just have to get tested, stay in the parking lot, and 15 minutes later,
13: we'll text them and they can come in. Stephen Gagliano, Talk Mississippi News.
9: Your midday meeting place. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
1: Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station.
2: you on sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm thanks for being with us on this friday afternoon let me be the first to say to you welcome to the weekend richard cross michael Borkey, and brian haydad glad to have you along as we broadcast one more hour from hoover alabama for the sec baseball tournament earlier today Ole miss got a win over vanderbilt four to one and uh, the Rebels advance to the semifinals of the SEC tournament tomorrow where they will take on the number one seed and regular season champion Arkansas Razorbacks. So Ole Miss has now played five games this season against Vanderbilt, won two out of three against the Commodores in Oxford, and split a pair of games with them here in Hoover. Uh, Rebels played a three-game series with Arkansas in Oxford and won one game in that series. So they will try to split the season series tomorrow tomorrow and uh, perhaps advance to the SEC Tournament Championship game pitching. Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? I do have a question. In, in the event that Ole Miss were able to somehow get a win tomorrow in the semifinals, Gunnar Hoagland on Sunday? Well, you'd hope not. Did you just say Gunnar Hoagland? I'm sorry.
8: <laughs> I was um,
2: I was reading one thing and thinking another. Doug McKaysey on Sunday? It would make sense. <laughs> It would make sense. <laughs> I like, he's lost your I mind. mean, have you not seen what Tim Elko has done this year? Gunnar Hoagland on Sunday? Just put a sleeve on him. He'll be all right. Tape him up. That's four full days of rest in between starts. Right. He did not get stretched on Tuesday. So right. it's not like he's coming off of a 127-pitch start yeah, on but Tuesday. Y- you have an ulterior motive here, Michael Borky. Maybe a little. If you start him on Sunday, that means you probably shouldn't throw him on Friday. Then game one of a regional against a four seed. And you give the ball to Derek Diamond and then win with Nikhazy the next day. I am of the opinion that it is always better to win than it is to lose. Just always, period. That is some high-level analytics Winning there. is more fun than losing. That's Bill
3: James, all everything right there.
2: With that said, is almost better off losing tomorrow? Probably. But but here's the thing, man. They don't play again until Friday. They can play their way into a national seat. They can. It is there. It's not a long shot. It's not a sure thing. But there is a shot.
17: Winning tomorrow might get them
2: there. You could be right. A win over the number one overall seed is going to help you a lot. There's a lot of juice to that win. But, I mean, I don't know what the heck you do on Sunday then. I mean, you would assume if Broadway doesn't throw tomorrow, he could be available, and you do your classic Nikhazy to Broadway thing on Sunday? So you're not talking about just pitching him. You're talking about pitching him and... Four full days rest. But next weekend is more important than this one. Even an SEC championship. Having him rested and ready for a regional is more important than winning an SEC championship. Who's the is.
3: four seed in the Oxford regional on the D one projection?
2: Mm, I've gotten away from that. Here, here's the one for baseball, America. That, that's fine too. Yeah. That'll that'll yeah. function. Yeah. Uh, South Alabama. Yeah, Fish pitch Casey. That's the thing. I mean, uh, we, we haven't even gone through the updated regional projections this afternoon. So the CMO the Oxford regional. Yeah, D one's got him with South. SEMO, you
3: could maybe get away with another guy. South Alabama, no chance.
2: Yeah, one would think uh, that's uh, the latest Baseball America projection has Ole Miss hosting Louisiana Tech as the two, Michigan as the three, and South Alabama as the four.
3: That is a brutal strap.
2: It brutal it regional.
3: I mean, what we said earlier, you know. Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech, one of them is going to host. The other one is a two-seed that nobody wants to play against. You're right. Michigan, the national runner-up last year. South Alabama, a consistent... In
2: fairness, two years ago. Two- Again, when I say last well, year. I know, I know what you mean. When I say last year. It's not an identical team to right. two years ago. But still, I mean, it's a it's a good program. Yeah. And then South Alabama, those
3: of us who live here in the South know that year in and year out, that is a good baseball program.
2: Boy, South Alabama can pitch it.
3: Yeah, They can really pitch it.
2: So I don't know, I, full disclosure, I don't know who their weekend starter is, but they have uh, two guys that have started 14 games. Those would be their two weekend Those starters. Those would be their two weekend starters. One of them is 7-0 and with a 3.5 ERA. Okay. Uh, and Matt Boswell, so this is the guy. JoJo Booker, what a name. Uh, he has to be. 74 innings pitched, by far the most on the team. Uh, st- struck out seventy three in seventy four innings. Uh, has walked thirty five. Though we might be getting a set ahead of ourselves if we're breaking down pitching rotations of teams we that don't know quite. about hey, off of a projection for a regional. Why not? Let's do it. But but that that under that, that's the question. Hey, look, though. you, if you were... get a team like that, and Casey has to pitch. But if you get Simo, you're throwing Derek Diamond. You know what you need to know about South Alabama? Beat Southern Miss twice, three times, three times, three times in the regular season. Yeah. Three of them. Three of them.
3: What's the Starville Regional there for D one?
2: Oh, it' pretty easy. Oh, it's, it sure is. It's got your boys in it. It's, uh, you got quilted Northern Oregon State and Southern University. Wow, Oregon State would be interesting. That's a rematch from the College World Series, uh, I guess, three seasons ago. And then Southern. Southern really should be sent to Fayetteville, but that, that's fine. I said, do you want to turn that down? Oh no! If you're state, you're like, man, you can't you can't jump on that and fast you, enough? You, do you want that regional field or the one that we named off for Ole Miss just a second ago? You want the starful regional? Yeah, you really do. Uh, by the way, in the Baseball America projections, Oxford is paired up with South Bend, Indiana, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, UConn, Indiana, and Central Michigan. UConn is red playing hot really well right, right now. now. I'll go and tell you this right now: the winner of the Oxford regional is going to Omaha. Based off of these projections. Based off those projections, yes. Well, who was Starville paired up with? Uh TCU. Okay. But that's probably not, TCU, Nebraska, Dallas Baptist and Army. That's probably not going to be the case now. I think TCU is shot ahead of oh. Texas Tech. Oh.
15: Okay. And so
2: whatever the Lubbock regional was going to be. There you go. Yep. Yeah. A lot of moving parts, a lot of stuff going on out there. We have Mister uh, Mister Semantics here, Lee and Benton. It's a tournament champion, not an SEC championship. Arkansas won that. You get a trophy for this one too. You do, yeah. I do agree there's a difference. It, it, there is. It, of course it, there it is. is. It, it, it's bothersome when people talk about You either get the trophy at the beginning of the week or the end of the week. Yeah. And if you get both of them, then you're like... And, uh, and, and let's be honest. Let's be frank. You get an extra cherry on your Sunday. The, the conference regular
3: season championship is a greater accomplishment.
2: Tell yeah. that to Jackson State. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, it, in a situation where there's no automatic, well, there is an automatic, but it doesn't matter. Everybody's get <laughs> you know I'm right, Ooh. you bunch of homers. But we get Mr. Semantics here when the point I was making is the regional is more important because of it's the tournament championship. Forgive me for omitting that word, but... That, I mean, that that's a question that Mike Bianco will have to wrestle with, but they got to win tomorrow. Okay. Hey, let's bump in a little college football real quick because we uh, we got a busy 5 o'clock hour coming up. College football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone, like Explorer and Expedition. These SUVs are built to command the road, and the 2021 Ford F-150 is smart, tough, and built to get the job done because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. You guys seen this story? It's been floating around for a couple of days. There is a high school football player who is committed to Steve Sarkeesian and the University of Texas. I just decided to hold the vowels. Oh, for like him. What are we doing there? Uh, he's not going to play a senior year. He's opting out. Opting out has now reached the high school level Jaden Blue, or Jay Dunn, if you prefer, has uh, said that he will not play football during his senior season. Four-star running back announced his decision via Twitter. Was that just yesterday? This was. A, is this the second story of this happening? No, this is the, the, the only one I've seen. Yeah. Okay. The same kid. I thought I heard something about this earlier in the well, week. Well, I don't think he's going to be the only one. No. Blue and his family communicated with the Texas staff why he will not play for Klein Kane this year. Blue said, quote, Take this time to focus on academics while enhancing his off-field training and rehab regimen. Running back has had quite the workload in past seasons, carrying the ball 432 times. Saving his body for the college level must be at the front of Blue's mind. Listen to this statement. See if it makes sense to you. Because on the surface, we're like, come on, man. Don't skip your high school senior season. After countless hours of evaluation, I've made the decision to forego my senior season of high school football. Very difficult decision for my family and I. Me. Come on, man. Yeah, you maybe spend some more time focusing on academics. He's trying to. Football is a brutal sport, and the wear and tear associated with the running back position is undeniable. Plan to take this time to focus on my academics. While enhancing my off-field training and rehab regimen, strategic and conscious effort to ensure I am preparing to perform at an elite level at the collegiate rankings during the 2022 season I want to thank each of my coaches and teammates at Klein Kane High School relationships established have helped mold me into the young man I am today, you've continued to support me blah blah blah, Jadon Blue signing out nothing like preparing for a physically demanding position at the highest level by, by not playing, playing. I'm opting out of this show you won't get paid. Ah. Let's talk women's golf national championship when we come back. Corey Hinkus joins us from Old
18: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. An accident has been reported on I-20 westbound at the I-55 interchange. Traffic is backed up on I-55 southbound from East Pascagoula Street all the way to Interstate 20. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
17: savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade. Pay only 199 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4. We have the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross in stock right now. And come check out the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. Because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollar for your old vehicle even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings, more selection, more affordable payments and more for your trade, then get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at credit. Do you
0: suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help as your indoor environmental specialist we clean air ducts install uv lights and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems we offer the most dependable energy star qualified systems in the industry call pure air consultants today 601-939-7420
10: a proud provider of ream home ac systems (laughs) are you feeling it (sighs) the new degree of comfort.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi continues.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you from Hoover, Alabama, and the SEC Baseball Tournament. Time for us to go to the Farm Bureau phone line, check out Favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. As the legend has it, on or about June 22nd of 2015, in her first team meeting, Corey Hinkes told the Ole Miss women's golf team at the time that they were going to win a national championship, and she and her team made good on that earlier this week. The Ole Miss women's golf team won the match play championship and is the first women's program in Ole Miss history to win a championship and the first of any kind of team championship since 1962. Corey, have you gotten tired of hearing some of those accolades roll off people's tongues yet?
19: Hey, Richard. No, uh, I don't think I'll ever get sick of having that title next to the Ole Miss uh, women's golf program. So I'm just so thrilled and excited for this team and the amount of work they put in. It's just it's incredible.
2: I know it's been a busy week for you. I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us this afternoon. Kind of, kind of take me on the roller coaster of emotions of the week, and maybe even the last couple of weeks, to to get to this point.
19: It's been a really up and down road. I mean, to be quite honest, we didn't know if we'd have enough players to field a team with the injuries and illnesses we've had the last couple of weeks. So, um, for it all to pan out the way it did, and for us to be able to um, successfully get out to nationals healthy was um, really exciting for us. Um, it's just like you said a roller coaster of emotions it's a lot of stress during the week and um but the girls pulled through and we try to stay calm for them to make sure they stayed calm and they did a fantastic job of that um they were really poised and had great sportsmanship all week and you know that's the things i'm most proud of that they were just good people and um not only that they're great golfers
2: Corey, I feel like there are a lot of people that learned a lot about the format of the Women's Golf National Championship this week that maybe before this week hadn't really locked in and didn't know. So kind of take me through the stroke play portion of this and playing well enough to get yourself into the match play.
19: Absolutely. So it's a lot of golf. We played an 18-hole practice round, and then we play three rounds of stroke play, and then they make a cut from 24 teams to 15, and then you play one more round. So that's four rounds total. And then it gets cut down to eight for match play. And then it's just kind of single elimination during the match play. Uh, we played 36 holes one day. Actually, one of my players played 40 holes and one played oh, play 39. Yeah. So a, a lot of golf. Um, you know, we played seven rounds of golf in eight days and up at 4.15 in the morning, going to bed at 10 at night. And um, just a really long week, but just to show the perseverance that they had and the stamina that they had and just the love for the get this done, was just is truly amazing.
2: And, and, Corey, to me, match play is such an incredible format, and, and we've talked about it some on the show throughout the course of the week. You've got to be good enough in the stroke play portion to get there, but then you look at number one Stanford, who was dominant in metal play, and everybody had as the prohibitive favorite, and, and then match play such a different deal, they go down... It's What is it that has made your team so good in match play, not just this week, but in the SEC tournament over the last couple of years and some of the other events that you've been involved with?
19: I think my, my team's really gritty. Um, a lot of them aren't the top-level recruits in the country or in the world. They're maybe the Maybe some of them are the B-level. Maybe they got missed out on their national team. So they all have a chip on their shoulder. And I think when it comes time to play, one-on-one against somebody they that chip on the shoulder mentality really comes um, to our advantage and um you know i just don't think they're they're scared of it they're not scared to play anybody they, they want to get out there and give it their all and you can see that on the tv and i think you can also see that while they're doing it they're having a lot of fun so um i really just think that's what it is they're, have a lot of guts and grit
2: Pretty cool moment after you guys win the national championship, interview with Golf Channel, and they're making the announcement that that you're going to have the ability to award one of your players an exemption to an LPGA event. Did you know what was going to happen when you told Julia Johnson that she was going to get the chance to go play in the marathon?
19: Well, I, I mentioned it to her after she played, and the immediate response she gave me was, I want to give it to Kennedy. I said, are you sure, Julia? She said, absolutely. She's like, this will help jumpstart her career, and I've got another year here. She's like, she deserves it. I'm giving it to Kennedy. So that was just one of the most selfless acts I've ever seen. And um, if you know anything about this team, I think that's why we did have such a successful year. They're all selfless. They don't play for themselves. They play for each other. They play for their coaches. They play for um, just Ole Miss in general. So that was just truly incredible. I think everyone standing up there had tears in their eyes, coaches, players, um, just a definite tearjerker, and that just shows the level of class that Julia Johnson has. Um, she's just truly an amazing person.
2: It, it may be good that you knew about that before it actually happened. I, I can't imagine if that had happened in real time; it was the first time you had any heads up that it was going to happen.
19: Oh, I definitely probably would have been a mess. <laughs> but I, to be <laughs> honest, I probably wouldn't. I probably would have maybe expected it from Julia because that's just who she is in everyday life. She, uh, you know, she's always. Kind and generous like that, and um, Kennedy definitely had no idea. As you could tell from her reaction, it was um, she was truly in tears.
2: Yeah, that was a uh, certainly a special moment. There are a lot of people that have said, "Don't call this a Cinderella story." Why not? We've
19: been good. We've been good for several years now. We've always been called scrappy, and honestly, never really gotten much um, attention from a lot of the media. On you know, in the golf world, we've always been kind of a told a Cinderella story, but we won SECs and. We've won the Eastlake Cup, and we've won a lot of tournaments in the last few years. So I don't think this is a fluke by any means. Just we have a lot of great golfers that'll Miss, and they deserve credit where credit is due. And, um, you know, this is just the icing on the cake to show how great of a team they really are.
2: The, the Eastlake Cup is an interesting thing to me because you had the opportunity to go play in that this past year, and it may have been partly because of COVID, But it's almost like you guys enjoyed it so much you said we're just going to kick down the door and they're not going to have a chance to not invite us back. How big a deal is that to be able to go and play in that event in Atlanta for the top four teams in the country for the second consecutive year?
19: Oh, it's just amazing. I mean, when we were there last time, Julia Johnson, she came up to me and said, Coach, there's not many times in my career that I've had an aha moment. This is one of them. So that's how big of a tournament that was for us. Really? And I think we kinda of went there with no expectations. We just sit on the chipping green and just looked around and we just kinda of were like both in amazement that you know what, Julia, you're right. When you came here we weren't good. Now look where we've made it. And now this national championship is just takes it to a whole nother level and to get that invitation back to the East Lake Cup after our match with Arizona was um, or our, sorry, our match with Texas was just, you know, it's just incredible. And that was one of our goals for the team was to get back to East Lake Cup.
2: I wanted to ask you about the match with Texas. That was the quarterfinals before you had Arizona in the semifinals and then Oklahoma State. I'm not going to say at any point in the semis or the the finals you were able to cruise, but it felt like the stress level and and the competition level was maybe at the highest in the quarters against Texas with those matches that went 21 and, and 22 holes. Is that accurate? 100%.
19: 100%. I mean, if you asked me mid-round if we were going to win that, I probably would have said no. I mean, we were three down with Julia, three down with Kiara, I think, uh, two down with Smilla at the time. So it, um, I mean, it took a little bit of an act of God to get that back. And that's what I was talking about earlier with how gritty and gut, um, how much guts this team has. They just, they, they wanted to fight. And, um, for Smilla Sonderby to come up as a freshman two tournaments the entire year, and to perform on that big of a stage was just truly incredible and shows how all of her hard work has paid off. And Andrea Lignell is such a great player. And, um, you know, I think sometimes she doesn't realize how great she is. And for her to be Caitlin Papp is, you know, she's a top ten player in the world. Like, how good is that? So um, just a great day for Ole Miss golf.
2: And, and, and basically you get your entire team back, and Ellen Hume, who missed this because of the injury, who had been one of the most consistent and, and really solid players that you've had, I, I know this has to be both exhilarating and, and a little heartbreaking that she wasn't able to be a part of this as well, but you've got a group coming back that gives you a chance to legitimately try and go do it again, right?
19: 100%. I mean, that's what Zach and I talked about. Like, I think we'll be really good next year. We're losing Kennedy, but we have other great players coming in. Um, hopefully, Ellen will be healthy and be able to play. So, I definitely think we can make another run at it. And I know Ellen wasn't able to perform for us this week due to her injury, but she definitely pulled her weight on the sidelines. And it's really hard for talented athletes to have to do that. And um, yeah. as she said in an interview, she did it for a team, and she knew they do the same for her. So, having her on the sidelines, smiling, and high fiving was just. Um,
2: Corey, what what impact is this going to have on recruiting for, for your program? You talked about the fact that you've been good, that you won the SEC, uh, I guess it was two years ago. I was trying to think COVID years. It, you, you've got that going, and now you've got a national championship. It, it feels like maybe there's not a living room in America or in the world that you can't now walk into and say, come win with us.
19: I hope that's the case. I've never been in this situation, so it's going to be all new <laughs> territory for me. So I'll let you know how that goes. But um, you know, I hope that is the case. And I've definitely gotten a lot more emails than I ever have before, so that's that's promising. Um, you know, and like you said, there's no reason we, uh, all our teams here can't win. We we've got so many great coaches on our staff, men and women, and great leadership with Keith Carter. Um, I just I think the sky's the limit for Ole Miss athletics.
2: Last thing, and I just want to ask you about this on the way out the door. I know the players respond so very well to Zach. Zach Bird, your assistant coach, how important is he to this process as well? I know you work exceptionally well together.
19: Yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. Like, this would not be possible without all of his hard work. And he's just got such a great demeanor on the course with the girls and knows how to um, motivate them when needed, knows how to be calm, knows how to have emotion and energy. And he's just really phenomenal, extremely phenomenal, and um, couldn't be more proud to work with him.
2: Corey, congratulations. National championship on the resume. It's fantastic. Thank
19: you. That has a great thing to it. I appreciate it.
2: It certainly does. Enjoy the weekend. You certainly have earned it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good.
19: We're going to head to the square and have a, my daughter's birthday this weekend. So, the, big weekend for us. <laughs>
2: absolutely. Big week and a big weekend. That's Corey Hinkus, head golf coach at Ole Miss, coming off a national championship earlier this week. Sports Talk Mississippi. Teddy Cahill for Baseball America joins us next on the Farm Bureau phone line.
20: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 88. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, low around 65. Your Saturday, a 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 80 degrees. And a look to Sunday, sunny skies, high near 81. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
13: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Amid rising overdoses in Mississippi and across the country, public safety officials say a rise in the prevalence of fentanyl is partially to blame. In an effort to keep fentanyl off of Mississippi streets, Madison County DA Bubba Bramlett announced that Justin Williams of Canton will spend 11 years in prison after helping to distribute nearly 400 pills containing the deadly substance that is 100 times more powerful than morphine and the mbi has issued an endangered missing child alert for 14 year old emily nicole murray of liberty she's a white female five foot
9: two 140 pounds with curly shoulder length grayish blue hair and brown eyes emily was last seen early thursday morning in Emmett county wearing blue jeans with rips on the front and a black hoodie she may be accompanied by two black males in a 2012 red nissan ultima it is believed they were traveling toward louisiana
11: Now existing customers and new customers get our best phone deals existing C Spire customers new C Spire customers you might be saying existing and new customers that's everybody and we agree that's why we call them the everybody deals so whether you're a new or existing C Spire customer get an everybody plan and make our best deals on new phones all yours no bull C Spire, new and existing customers get our best 5g phone free go to cspire.com for details
1: Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you, Sports Talk Mississippi.
2: Thanks to Corey Hinkis for joining us. National champion winning golf coach at Ole Miss, and it is time for us to go back to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Teddy Cahill joins us right now from Baseball America ACC tournament. Is that right, Ted? I
8: uh, I'm on I'm on duty trying to see trying to see everything I can.
2: Okay, so you, so you are manning the screens and bouncing between. TV screens and computer screens and iPad screens and trying to keep up with it. So uh, that makes a lot yeah, of sense. All, all
8: sorts of screens here.
2: All right, let's do. Let's go to the the, the projections, the most recent projections that you guys have uh, have put out. And there's obviously a lot of interest in the state of Mississippi. Let's start with the number 16 seed, Southern Miss. Was last night enough, or is this a temporary? As we stand right now, Southern Miss is the final host. Or do they have to continue to play at the level they're playing?
8: Yeah, it's it's not locked in yet. I think okay. that you know, if you've been if you've been watching that space, you you know that I've turned over like three straight days. We've turned over the which conference USA team is hosting. Uh, so today is Southern Miss, and I do think it's going to be Southern Miss probably again tonight. But um, if uh, if La Tech were to you know go on and. Win the tournament ahead of Southern Miss, like I think that jumps the Bulldogs over them. And then you also have to watch the other Bulldogs on the West Coast, uh, being Gonzaga. They're they're not out of this uh, hosting mix themselves, and you know there's still a chance that an ACC team like an NC State or maybe an Oklahoma State team in the Big 12 wins their tournament and then hosts as a uh, or goes on the road as, as a one seed, and, and then that kind of kind of messes the whole thing up again. So yeah, they, the short answer is Southern Miss still, still got to keep playing hard.
2: All right, still got work to do. How confident are you in Old Dominion as a one seed but n- not as a host? I and mean, we know they're not going to be a host. They didn't submit a bid. They're not one of the 20 sites. But you've got South Carolina hosting with Old Dominion as a one seed.
8: I'm getting a little more confident. I mean, they're like when I when I first was looking at that at the start of the week, it, it was like, well, their RPI is hanging in there pretty good, and but they didn't finish first in their division even. You know what what's that going to look like? But you know they've gone out and they've played well down there in Ruston uh, over the last two weeks because they won two games uh, at La Tech last weekend. And so I, I'm starting to feel better. They're. You know, they're in the top fifteen in RPI, probably to stay. They've got a whole bunch of wins on the road, and got a lot of top fifty wins. I think that of the the teams that could be traveling ones, like I, I think they're in the the best shape right now. But if they went out and lost their next two games, you know who knows what what would happen there.
2: Is there anybody else that could potentially be a traveling one seat?
8: Yeah, I mean I, I think that out of the ACC, you know Florida State, Georgia Tech. Duke, you know, these teams that are are still alive out there all feel like well, maybe they have a shot at it. Uh, Some of them have some RPI troubles, but you go out and you win the ACC tournament a lot of years, that ends up making you a host, so it would not be out of of character for the committee to do that. And then Oklahoma State's sitting out here with the top 20 RPI and they didn't play particularly, like they have a 500 Big 12 record, but they do love playing in the Big 12 tournament there in Oklahoma City, and, you know, I, I... if they if they still have that RPI and then add Big Twelve tournament chance to it, I I think that they might be rewarded.
3: Teddy, looking at the middle of the bracket here: Texas Tech, TCU, Mississippi State, Stanford. Looks like this this is a pretty fluid situation. And however the weekend's results go is going to go a long way in determining the seeding. If you had to, you know, I see your projections right now, but when it all when it all washes out, who do you think ends up as the seven eight seeds, and who's looking at nine and ten?
8: You know, I think. Uh, I think TCU is going to get in there into the top eight, probably one of those seven or eight. And I don't know who the the is going to be. Maybe Notre Dame, FWAD, They they are not going to win the ACC tournament. So they probably, I guess I would probably say Notre Dame, TCU in the seven, eight, um, Mississippi State, nine, and uh, Stanford, ten. I don't feel great about that. There are a lot of there are so a lot of ways that could that could play out in there. Like you said, very fluid.
3: You, you don't think Texas Tech is going to slide down, losing in the Big 12 championship this week?
8: You know, I mean, there's a chance, but you know, they're they're still rather good in RPI. They have the head-to-head over TCU. Uh, you know, I, I it's that one's a tricky one, but I, I, I do think that you know the Big 12 being the number two RPI conference, it would not be. Out of, out of line to have
2: three Tommy Teddy, what do we do with Ole Miss? They are climbing uh, in terms of the RPI. Their season is still going up to 41 wins overall. They picked up their 22nd win today against uh, SEC competition. I, I actually, do, uh, an offshoot before you answer that. How's the committee going to look at the three games from opening weekend? Are they going to count those in like as conference games for, for, for Ole Miss and Arkansas and Mississippi State? The, from the from from Arlington, the, Arlington the college games? baseball showdown when they played Texas Tech, TCU, or do they? And I say that because we get caught up sometimes in the number of conference wins. It's like, oh, well, they won twenty games in the SEC. But well, in reality, did Mississippi State win twenty two games in the SEC because of their wins against Texas and and Texas Tech, and did Ole Miss, in reality, win twenty one because of their three out there? Or does it even no, matter?
8: I I don't think that they're going to look at it like that. They are going to look at it and say, you know, top 50 wins. They can break it down further and see top 25 wins. Um, But they're not going to give them SEC wins for it. Like, if LSU had been there, LSU doesn't suddenly become, you know, 16 and 17 if they swept (laughs) the field. Uh, That's not going to happen. But, like, officially that's not going to happen. Like, they're still looking at their conference records as their conference records. But those wins definitely matter. They count. And when you throw them up, uh, you know, head-to-head, like, that's definitely part of why Ole Miss has as many top 50, top 100 wins as they do. And they have an awful lot of them. I don't know what the commission is to it, though, uh, if uh, if they keep winning here. It's... Uh, you know they're they're closing very strong. They're they're putting their best foot forward, which is more than you can say for a lot of teams. Ole Miss and Florida, you know, doing doing their best to to really make uh, their case here down the stretch.
2: We were doing this earlier today, kind of putting the resumes side by side: Ole Miss, Mississippi State, TCU, Texas Tech. Why is Ole Miss at twelve uh, right now in comparison to those others? What's the differentiator? In terms of resume, when you start looking at top fifty, top one hundred, RPI, strength of schedule.
8: Well, when you look at you know those uh, those other schools, Ole is, at least that came into the day. Uh, I guess they are still there. I'm looking at it now. Uh, they have the worst RPI, uh, not by a lot, but you know we're if we're going to start splitting hairs, that, that's part yeah. of it. Uh, and then they had the they, they finished fifth in in SEC play uh, versus, you know, the rest of those teams finishing better in their conferences. Um, but, you know, when you look at it, Ole Miss has the most top 50 wins of, of the teams we're talking about here. And, uh, I mean, there's an awful lot to like about what the Rebels bring to the table, and they're now, you know, also you know, showing it in, in the SEC tournament. So I, I, their resume has really been improved this week probably as much as any team. Uh, at least any of the teams that that you're looking at in that area of the bracket.
2: All right, I compared this to other sports. It feels like every year the college football playoff committee surprises us with something in their rankings. The NCAA basketball selection committee surprises us with something. Do we normally get surprises from the baseball committee? I I mean, I I think based on where they are right now, Ole Miss being a top eight would qualify as a surprise. Is that something that, that is in the possibility for Monday?
8: You know, potentially, I, I do feel like, I don't know how many times we, we get outright surprised, but they do kind of consistently show that how you finish, whether or not they're, like, it's an official metric, but it does seem to sway them. You know, I remember a couple years ago, Florida State uh, went to went into the final weekend of the regular season People were talking about were they on the bubble of the tournament, then they went crazy, like swept that weekend and then won the ACC tournament and all of a sudden they were hosting. And so you get things like that every now and again. And I, I think that, you know, stuff like that is uh is liable to, to happen. Uh this year with hosts not being a possibility to, to change, like that's not gonna happen. But I, I do I think there probably is going to be a traveling one seat. And so obviously, if it's ODU, I'm not going to be surprised personally, since I've been projecting that all week. But I do think many people probably would be surprised hmm. by a traveling one seat because it hasn't happened in 10 years. So if if that's going to qualify as a surprise, uh, I, I think that we may well be in for something
2: like that. Hey, Teddy, we having fun yet?
8: <laughs> it's... uh we're, we're absolutely having fun it's a it's a wonderful time of year I just love how much baseball there is how much meaningful baseball there is there's, there's a it's a it's a great week also,
2: like. but we're in Hoover and there should be baseball going on right now but they were scared of the rain and pushed everything up turned out to be a good decision and so done for the day we'll see what the semifinals look like tomorrow Teddy thanks so much for your time hope we can visit either Monday or Tuesday of next week and uh, break all this down as we get ready for the postseason absolutely looking forward to it All right, my man. That's Teddy Cahill from Baseball America. He's been with us since, oh, good grief. What, mid-January, leading into the start of the season, always kind with his time. Joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line, check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. We'll wrap it up next
18: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. An accident has been reported on I-20 westbound at the I-55 interchange. Traffic is backed up on I-55 southbound from East Pascagoula Street all the way to Interstate 20. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
0: Hey guys, I'm Michael Clark with Ace Bolt Screw Company. We've been locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We've got all the biggest brands, power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done
16: right. Come see us at Ace Bolt Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt
12: Whether it's getting the kiddos to school...
14: I love you. Hi, Mom.
12: ...or taking it off-road and uphill. Oh,
9: yeah! Yeah! woo <laughs> Oh, yeah,
0: baby! We've got the right tires for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday
17: drivers to extreme off-road performance, Tire Depot has you covered. Alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram.
14: Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomeninatruck.com.
0: Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at danksmillercorey.com.
1: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. The sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Last time with you on this Friday afternoon, last time with you on this week of this week from the SEC Baseball Tournament in Hoover, Alabama. I'm just going to stop for a second and say thanks for being with us all week long. This has been, we told you before, I've said before, I don't know that everybody else feels this way. It's my favorite week of the year. I love this baseball tournament. I love the setting. I love us kind of bringing you the sights and the sounds and some of the interviews. I love the build-up to the postseason. And so it has been fun for me, and I hope it has been, for you as a listener, fun as well. We appreciate you being on this ride with us. We're obviously going to cover college baseball all the way to the end. Uh, and, And the stakes get higher and higher over the next couple of weeks. It's been a fun week, though.
17: It has, but I have to say something. Okay. Uh, you know, I didn't want to say anything
3: earlier, but it was this is the last segment. Are we just not going to cover the Champions League final? No, we're not. Oh, okay. Borky,
2: your first SEC baseball tournament. <laughs> Give me a grade. What would you think? Oh, it was great. I-, I didn't know what I was expecting as far as all this goes. Tell me about the, uh, the, the, the RV line. The, the lot RV and... situation and that kind of stuff. It, I mean, it, it's unique. So is it better sure.
3: than you thought it would be? What It is. Yeah.
2: It is. Um you know, I've been on team move the tournament around some because I grew up in a place that could host it. And I thought that would be really cool, especially to see that kind of thing elsewhere. I don't know if anybody else has this kind of capability. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing that that's the anchor here. And, and I understand the people that go, well, I mean, are you really going to not move the tournament because there are 150 RVs out there? Well, it, it has become a big part of this tournament. And I don't think you alienate part of your core audience. And I'm sure they could make it work elsewhere, but... Sure. But... Hoover's done a really good job with this. And they have spent a boatload of money. I will tell you this. With LSU and Mississippi State both out the RV lot is not nearly as crowded as it was earlier in the week. I do respect the heck out of the LSU fans that are still here. It's <laughs> just on their <laughs> I mean, calendar. You've got no reason to be here anymore, but you've decided, you know what? I've already got my RV here. Probably have a bunch of food they got to cook. So why not? You um What was I going to say? Oh, Memorial Day's Monday. Not for us. But we will be, well, I mean, it is Memorial Day for us. We're just not off on Monday, Memorial Day. Uh, we will be with you on Monday afternoon. We will have a field of 64. We will know who is a host, who is not a host, who is a national seed, who is a different seed. We'll have all the fields, and, and it's going to be fun. And hopefully, if everything works out, we'll talk to all three coaches on Monday as they begin their preparations for uh, for regional play. Uh, we'll Check in with Teddy Cahill, and we'll check in with Kendall Rogers, and just have a great big old breakdown for you. Uh, leading into the week, it's looking like that we're going to have three host sites in Mississippi. That is incredible. Southern Miss controls. I mean, here we go. Win tomorrow. Southern That's Miss it. controls its own destiny. Yeah, just yeah. keep winning. You, you you get to the championship game, you're hosting. You win the championship game. There's no doubt you're hosting. But another win over Louisiana Tech, and I think it's done. Southern Miss will be hosting in Hattiesburg. We know Mississippi State's hosting in Starkville, probably is a national seat, although somewhat Teddy said a second ago that, that feels pretty precarious at this point. It's a fluid situation. You want Oregon State to win a couple of games at least and one. tomorrow. At least one. At least one and uh, you TCU would, needs
3: to TCU resist. needs to not win the Big 12 tournament.
2: I've generally speaking not been on board with the idea of Ole Miss and Southern, and uh, Mississippi State playing each other in a super regional. We're getting there. As Ole Miss we'll, rises. I mean, what, what if what, what if you get State as an 8 and Ole Miss as a 9? <laughs> it's it's I mean right now that's pretty close to the truth. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't think it ends up that way. Yeah. Our luck they would do that and then both teams would lose in the regional. <laughs> so we wouldn't yeah. get it i mean how awesome georgia tech,
3: oh, no. georgia yeah, tech georgia. versus louisiana State. And, and those would be held in starkville in starkville georgia oh. tech versus louisiana tech in a super region oh.
6: yeah it's gross in front of
2: 275 people yeah you're right the moms and the girlfriends that's about it yeah yeah i don't know people show up to watch it louisiana tech fans more so than georgia tech fans probably yeah, there would be more Mississippi State fans that showed up to watch <laughs> just to, to watch happen. baseball. Then, then, friend then, of the program, Chad Dickis would be out there grilling yeah. something. You'd yeah, you'd have the run of the place, the left field line. You grill whatever you want. Mike in Oxford says one last resume note: Ole Miss is eight and six against the current top twelve. Mississippi State is five and eight. I, I don't know that top twelve is a metric that necessarily the committee yeah. is using, but there 25 you go. will be though, right? Uh, yeah, Jeff says, I'm still not getting my hopes up that we're hosting in the Hub City I'm always negative, I guess. Well, don't be negative, Jeff. Cheer for your Golden Eagles. Get you another win, maybe two more wins, and you will get to be at home next week, and you certainly will enjoy it. Um, Kyle, with regard to the passing story that we had for the college football fix earlier about the uh, the high school player opting out, he says sports is a business these days, and senior year of high school don't pay squat. College is technically not supposed to. Yeah, pay something, well, that's but changing. That's technically, that seven years is early, a changing. Hey, thanks for being with us. It's been a fun week. We look forward to spending Monday afternoon with you and breaking down the field of sixty four as the college baseball season rolls on. Ole Miss and Arkansas in the afternoon session tomorrow, an SEC tournament semifinal looking for a berth in the championship game. For Michael Borke, Brian Haydad, Houston McDavid, who was with us earlier this week, Scary Gary, our bosses at Super Talk Mississippi, and the one and only Will East making it all happen back in the studio in Jackson. Thanks for being with us, and have a great weekend. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Good night.